Check, check, one, two. Good evening, all. Happy 3121. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on YouTube, checking us out on Facebook Live and Twitch, on Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere else. Thank you guys so much. What is today? Someone said it's 3121, right? From the Macy's show. Don't you guys want to come? We're going to be bringing it on like this all night with our special guests, Tamar and Nandy and Maya, the twins. I cannot wait. This is going to be such a fun show. Um, where is everyone from before I bring Tamar in? We're going to have Tamar join us first. We have Nandy and Maya, the girls, the ladies join us in a little bit. Good to see you guys. Oh, Canada in the house, Australia, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. All right. We're getting it over. UK, it's in the middle of the night, but come on, you guys got to party with us. Minnesota, Cali, Michigan, we got it going on. All right. I am going to bring Tamar on because I think that you guys are 100% ready and she's much more talented than I am and much better looking than I am as too, as well. So here is the person that worked on Prince with his last number one album, 3121, and all these other things that happened. And we're gonna get her perspective of it. Um, she is so talented and I'm so glad to have her here with us on this day. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Ashley Tamar. <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. That is like, I guess it's when it hits you. Like, golly, it's like, dang, he's not here. Like, I think he would have just been so appreciative of this moment. So uh, thanks Definitely. for having me on. <laughs> thanks for being on. And thanks to yeah. Lee for going to be joining us uh, shortly as well. I'm sure he would have been doing something on this date and, who knows, even with COVID going on, something with you you being involved, because this is, he was all about dates, just like with this uh, little thing that we were playing that was from the 777 Macy's show on that date, you know, with the 3121 era, he was going to do stuff like that, just like with your album. And then the album coming out on 321, although if he would have had his way with Universal, it would have came out on December 13th, because that was 3121 backwards in <laughs> Man, what a journey. And it didn't just start at one of the house parties in Frank McCombs' band. Um, you guys hooked up a long time ago in the 90s to work together, correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wrote my book like in 2013 or so. And so I, you know, I can't give, I can't even remember everything that's in the book. I just swear I always have more and more stories. But yeah, it, I didn't actually meet him. I kind of feel like like after working with him, he was probably somewhere in the studio. But that was the first time I saw the bike and the like he had this cool little it looked like a vault, but it was like a, a vault um, at Paisley. And I had a tour of Paisley. I did a photo shoot. I would give anything to see those photos from that photo shoot. I just remember wearing a beige pantsuit. That's really it. And then I recorded Somewhere Over the Rainbow. He had a rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And um, I recorded that, and that's when I was in high school. Because I remember I, I flew, 
I flew to Minneapolis and I came back and I was like a freshman in high school. So I was like 13, 14 or whatever. And that 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 was the first bout of like getting close to Prince. <laughs> How crazy was that being 13 and 14 years old and, you know, working with Prince even back then? Yeah. You, you know, were you were you taken aback by it or were you like, yeah. I was on cloud nine. It's funny. My guy brother, brother texted me today. He was like, oh my God, once again, he was like, congratulations about 3121. And, and he reminded me that I'd given him a CD of the most beautiful girl in the world that Prince had given me. I guess he had given it to his assistant or whatever to give to me. And I remember coming home and like just staring at that CD. Like I would pick it up and just look at it and I would just put it down because I didn't have a CD player. So I would just like, I just would stare at the CD like, Oh my God, like I met Prince. Like to me, I met him at that point, but I didn't, you know, officially meet him. But yeah, it was, I walked in Paisley Park like, oh my gosh, you know, coming from Texas, I had never seen anything like that, a recording studio. I, I called it a recording studio on steroids because it was, I mean, it was massive, you know, and if you went to some of the parties, you knew what the small part of the club area looked like, but the rest of it was just well-designed, well-laid out from the study room to the media room to the kitchen to the to his office to the sound stage you know I didn't even know what a sound stage was until I went to Paisley you know so that was my first bout or stint of being introduced to the glamorous life I guess I don't know <laughs> the glamorous life indeed especially in Minneapolis of all places as some people would say mm -hmm. pretty cool you know yeah. and then you know, your journey, you had your own journey that you were doing after you recorded with Prince in the 90s. What what else did you do? We'll get into Destiny's Child and other stuff, but your your journey had roads to go on. Like after recording with Prince, what was happening at that time with you? So I was in high school. I've been singing all my life and I was doing competitions like, you know, to get scholarship money for college. And, and at that point, I didn't know where I was going to go to college, but I was doing a lot of competitions. I would place, if, if I didn't win the, the mega trophy or the award, I always placed, it was just a, a, just a grateful moment for me in high school. I was very much a studious uh, kid. A lot of people don't know I graduated top 10% of my class. So I was very into education. Like I would be learning lines for the black history program. And then I would be being, you know, studious. And then from there, I went on to USC and um, I, I it was the hardest year, though, my freshman year, because I, I never knew what depression was. I won't say that I was depressed, but I did feel really low because that's when Destiny's Child was going huge. And my cousin, her big mouth tells everyone on campus that I used to be in a group. So I'm thinking I'm just going to be there and just be this new girl on campus. And no one knows I sing. No one knows my story. And then the very next day, like people are like, oh my God, I heard you used to be in the group. What happened? You know, and at that point, you know, it just started just having an effect on me. And it took me a while to pick my pieces up. And, and I ended up just rehaving um, a moment of faith. Like I ended up going to this church I had never heard of. I just went there and it was like the pastor was in my entire life. And from there, like my whole career just changed. Like who I started working with in LA and who I started singing with and demoing with. And then that's how I got back with Prince because I just picked myself up and started getting myself out there in college. 
very awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's so incredible, especially when it comes to it, because it was at the house parties, right? Where you were reintroduced to, to him again. And you're like, hey, Prince. And he was like, Ashley? Is that is that how it kind of went down? Yeah. So literally, I'm going to tell you guys the whole story since y'all have me for an hour. Okay. So because I, I promise you when the twins get on here, we're probably going to laugh. Like that's all we did. We made Prince laugh all the time. But that's when they get on here. I'll, we'll talk about that later. So um, so what happened was I was working with Fatima Robinson, Fatima, the Fatima Robinson, the choreographer. Um, and I was doing background for Tamia for the Verizon First Ladies Tour. So that was Beyonce, Missy Elliott, Tamia, and Alicia Keys. It was just such a great tour. And I just think, I, one thing people don't know about me, which I can't wait to share some exciting news later about what I'm working on. But one thing people don't know about me, I am a stickler for staying in contact with people. So I would just text Fatima like maybe every month. Hey, how are you doing? You crossed my mind. And so one day she said, you know what, by the way, I have an audition that I would love for you. She, no, no, no. she said, I have a video shoot that I would love for you to come to. And I said, okay. And so I'm driving up this hill, it's in like Mulholland. Um, and so I get up to this house, it's this big white house that ends up becoming Mariah Carey's house eventually. And it's where Prince, I guess, was launching what he had no idea he was launching. He, he would say all the time, I don't know what I'm doing. He was just like, but you're such amused to me. I just feel like I just want to keep going. I don't know what he, like I would ask him, on a Tuesday, what we're doing on a Saturday. He was like, Tamar, I don't even know what we're doing tomorrow. So he literally always lived in the moment. And so I uh, went to the video shoot. I remember signing some paperwork, went to the back. I was in this room full of dancers from Rio to all these big time dancers, like choreographer dancers. So I was like, what am I doing here? Like I could dance, but I can't do what they do. And so anyways, it's like two, three in the morning. They call us in. We do the video shoot and it's like smoky in the house. And then I, I promise you, I'm sitting on the couch. I'll never forget. I was facing the kitchen. The pool table room was like behind me. And he walks. You could feel like he walked past me. And I was like, I literally had chills. I'm not lying. I had chills. And I was like, hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. And so we're doing this video shoot. And finally, they're like, cut. And I'm like, we were here for five hours for 10 seconds of a cut, right? And so they turned the lights on because it was smoky in there. And next thing I know, it was Prince. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Prince. And all I could think about was like, I worked with him. I worked with him. I worked with him. And I was like, how would I let him know? How would I let him know? All of this is going in my head. And so anyways, Fatima um, invites me into the kitchen where they have the catering. And she's just like, well, why I really invited you here is I really wanted you to sing for Prince. And I was like, really? But it didn't happen. So as fate had it, Prince wanted to do a thank you party for all the people in the video. And so he, they took our photos and they took our numbers and our names and they called me. They called me and they were like, yeah, he's doing something at the house. You're welcome to come. Well, I'm calling Fatima. I'm calling all the dancers I know. They're like, I didn't get an invitation. Somebody else was like, I'm not going. So I really thought this is like an omen of like not good news. So I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't go. So I was like, nope, I'm going to go. So I, I, I took my mom with me. It was raining. We're going up the hill. My mom is like getting anxiety attacks. She's like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I cannot. I can't do this. I can't do this. I was, I was like, but mom, I have to go. I have to go. She's like, I just can't go up this hill with you. She said, is there anybody you can call to come back with you to the party? And so I called my friend Byron Ravenel, who was like my spiritual advisor, big brother. And he came with me. So my mom went home. She took the car and then Byron came. And so long story short, walked in the house and Sheila E's on drums. Was it Sheila? No, I think Cora was on drums. Her husband at the time, Josh, was on bass. 
And I think Frank McComb, maybe. Yeah, Frank was on keys. And then Prince was in the pool area, pool tape. He, you know, he loved to play those games and stuff. So he was in the game room area. And so I'm just sitting there chilling. And so then I go to the bathroom, I come back, and then there's Sheila E on drums. I think that's what it was. Core was on drums when I got there. And then Sheila E gets on drums. And I'm like, Sheila E's on drums? Oh my God, where am I? And it was very small party. And long story short, Right before we leave, um, Prince is standing at the, the door where the stairs are to the right. I'll never forget it. And he was telling people, thank you for coming. And so my friend Byron says, mind you, this is like three in the morning at this point. And my friend Byron's like, I'm, I'm definitely going to say something to him. I was like, well, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. So he says something to Prince and he looks so cool. I was like, oh, well, maybe I will say something. And when I tell you, it was just like a blah, 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 blah. I was like, hi, Prince. My name is Ashley. You, re re you re recorded Somewhere Over the Rainbow for me. And he looked like, and I was like, oh, crap. Did I say something wrong? Like, am I going to remember me? And literally, he was like, how are you? And I was like, I'm good. He's like, what have you been up to? I said, well, I just finished working with Lee Rittenauer. And I wasn't putting two and two together that, like, the greatest of all time in, in our world, and then Lee Rittenauer in the jazz world. So you say that name to Prince, he's gonna go crazy. Like, what? You're working with Lee Rittenauer, how? And that's how it started. <laughs> that's how it started. <laughs> awesome, and then it's just like, poof, here it is. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna be your guitar player. How did that happen to where he's all like, I'm gonna get you a band. You're gonna be the lead singer, I'm gonna be your guitar player. How did that come to be? Was it that easy or what happened? Oh, it, it was not. It, 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 okay, so let me say this. Everything was smooth and easy with Prince. I think that's why Morris and all the guys were like, we've never seen him like this. And so I, I have to always resort to it had to have been God because I could not have made up half of what we accomplished together, you know, on the tour and everything. But I, I think what happened was we were watching some videos of he was so in awe of Tina Turner. I don't know if you guys know this, but he loved Tina Turner. He loved, you know, Ike and Tina. And so he would play it all the time. Like sometimes like when I would come up for rehearsal, it'll be on the big screen TV and I would just soak it up and I would just be in the room like doing like some of her dances or whatever. And one day he was just like, well, this is just long down the road. He's like, would you want to go on tour? And I was like, yeah. He said, you know, I've always wanted to be a guitar player to another singer. He said, I used to only want to play guitar for Shaka. That's exactly what he said, Shaka Khan. And I was like, really? And that was it. I didn't think anything of it. And the next thing I know, when we were going to start the tour, I see the headlines saying Tamar featuring Prince. And I was like, I asked him, I was like, what is this? He's like, I'm going to be your guitar player. And that's how it happened. He didn't tell me. He didn't. He just said, I'm going to be your guitar player. And every rehearsal, he literally stood to my right and he played the entire time. Wow. So. <laughs> and then you were recording what would be the 3121 album and also your debut album, which ended up being entitled Milk and Honey. How how was that recording process happening before you were going to be doing the live shows and whatnot? Or was that already being discussed at the time? I'm a guitar player, but let's work on some material for me as well. No. So what happened was we were rehearsing for the house party. So we we were just rehearsing every week. We never knew. I'm, I'm telling you, Morris, everybody will tell you, we had no idea what we were rehearsing for. And he would just send over songs he wanted us to learn and we would learn and we would do the house parties. And then one day we're in rehearsal and he was like, hi, what are you doing? And this is how he always was. Hey, I'd be like, hey, what are you doing? I'm in rehearsal. Oh, I need you to get on a plane. 
I'm like, but I'm in the rehearsal that you have me in. Yeah, I know, but I need you to get on a plane. So that's how it started. I would go to the to LA, I mean, to uh, Minneapolis, and I would be there for like three, four days, and I would come back to LA and be re in rehearsal, and then I would get a random call. Hey, I need you tomorrow. Okay, and that's how it happened. We were just, it, and sometimes it was just me going to be in Minneapolis just to talk to him. And what I learned is something that I use to this very day. Prince was a great person of, if he wanted to work with you, his way of auditioning you was to find out what you wanted to do. Or if you if you were on the same mental of where he could possibly go or do or take with you, right? Or be productive with you. Prince was very like, he wasn't like, this is what I wanna do. He was kind of like, so what are you doing? Huh, why are you doing that? Hmm. And then he'll tell you a story and then he'll say, hmm. And then he'll ask you more questions. And then I think that's when it's like, okay, she, she'll she wanna do an album. And that's what happened. So one day, I got to Minneapolis, this is like the third or fourth trip, and he's playing, I think, The Word. I think it was The Word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was The Word. And so he was like, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing, this is amazing. So he plays another song, and I think it was Lolita. And he was like, uh, do you hear anything on that? And I was like, yeah, I think I should go, yeah. How about it is word? Uh-huh. And he fell out laughing. He was like, okay, go do it. <laughs> so that's how it's like I, I like when I was working with Prince, you could not be in awe of him too long. If you knew that I want to work with him, you just had to like if he said, hey, you want to do this? You just be like, yeah, even if you didn't know how to do it, you were like, yeah, let's do it. And that's kind of how it happened. Literally, that's how it happened. So that's how Lolita came to be with a little chance in the background. Was just <laughs> it in. There's Tamar. Yeah. Yeah. How bad it is for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it just came about like that. And then your first public show, aside from the house parties and whatnot, it was at the Viper Room in Los Angeles, correct? Oh my God, you guys. Okay, so <clears throat> the Viper Room. So the Viper Room where no one knows the story. The Viper Room is where, oh, no, no, no. This, this is what happened. We went to see Nika Costa at the Viper Room. I had never heard of her. I, of course, I'd never seen her perform. And I was looking at Prince like, oh, my God, she's amazing. And he was like, would you want to perform here? And I was like, yeah. You know, and I'm not thinking anything of anything. And I was like, yeah, I would love to perform. Well, we performed there. And um, Keith or Sutherland was in our audience that day. I remember. Yeah. Anyways, you guys, I fell into the audience by accident. So if anyone on here is from that show, can you guys please tell them what happened? All I remember was Prince threw these um, the, the flashing lights, the strobe lights on. Mind you, this is our first show, guys. Never rehearsed with strobe lights. I've never performed with strobe lights in my life. So I'm like, na -na 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 -na. and you guys, I fall into the audience. Thank God I didn't crack a, a tooth or it was bad, but the audience pushed me. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. I felt during that show. But yeah, the Viper Room was our first show. And on the Facebook comments, Kevin is saying you fell into him. Because no, are you serious? Can you tell him to tell us what happened? Kevin, please tell me what happened. Type it out, because I was at that show too, and so was Cody, who's in the room as well. Hey, so Cody. 
Hey, everybody. That's not nice, Ashley. Say hi to everybody. Hi, guys. You can access comments, I think, to if you don't have it, I think there's a button for you to click on the side and you can see all the comments I'm doing. That's why you're seeing me look to the right. Sometimes just do it. Tamika was there as well. She says she doesn't remember you falling. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I fell and it was so scary. It was so scary. But yeah, the Viper one was the first one. And then I remember we did the Roxy. I yeah. think Jimmy Iveen was at that performance. I think um, from the Pussycat Dolls, the one that's on the reality show. Um, Nicole, Nicole was there. So she and I, to this day, if we see each other, she's like, Tama, you know what I mean? I've made some really, really good friends um, during that during that time. But yeah. Yeah. The Roxy show to me, because I was like about a week later, with with Cody and other people staying in line for 24 hours to get into the Viper Room. I mean, literally the fans, it was like only 12 or 15 people that were getting in at first because you had uh, some person named Jenna who got in ahead of us or other things going on. But the Roxy for me is where everything changed thanks to Debbie and Ruth. But we were sitting over there and it was the one guy who was in Lord of the Rings um, was there. Sheila E was there. Nicole, as you said, but the Roxy show, and you guys had a little bit of a longer show to do your things. And that's when you introduced um, Play That Funky Music and other stuff that you were doing, the Aretha Franklin cover, a rock steady, all this stuff. It was such a great show. And then from the Roxy, here it was. It's like we thought we we're getting Tamar every single week outside the house parties. And then you're doing DC, Minneapolis, Club Nokia in New York. Like the tour is just taking off. How was that? at first along with um about to do Saturday Night Live. You guys, let me tell you something. Nobody could have told me that was my life. Like, <laughs> like we never planned anything. So what you guys got was so raw. Um, even to the moment when we did the tour, I had my own tour bus and my mom was on the bus with me. Um, my makeup artist at the time, Sarah Hernandez, was on there with me. Like, like it, it wasn't planned. I, every time, it, and it, you can even ask Ruth, if you guys know Ruth, his assistant at the time, he would say, okay, Tamar, what cities are we going to next? And I'd be like, mm, let's go to Miami, da, 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 da. Next, you know, we were in Miami, Houston, and Atlanta. You know, it, it just was. It was it was so surreal. I mean, I remember Chicago like the back of my hand. I remember, I, and oh, and then Prince used to get this kick out of watching our footage, right? So he would watch the footage after the show. So we would film the show, and then we would watch it right out at the after party. And I'd be looking at looking at the screen, and next you know he'll walk off. He'd be like, "Where do you get these moves from?" And I'd be like, "I don't know." And I'd be like, "Can I have a copy?" And he'd be like, "Nope." <laughs> so I was like, "Well, how can I rehearse the show?" He was like, "You do it different every night, and that's what we, you should have." I mean, to the point where like he would say, um, "What color are we wearing today?" And I would tell what color we were wearing, and it would get so scary. Sometimes we would show up in the same color for sound checks, like five sound checks in a row. So I mean, it was just—it was surreal. It was the easiest fun tour, no drama. It was just so much fun. The twins and we just used to laugh, like Rashida, like. We just had so much fun. Um, and I think it was because it was so small. It was a small unit. And um, but then, you know, Prince didn't take no mess either. So, you know, you couldn't come around cussing. You couldn't be, you know, so it was it was fun. I don't I don't know. It's just it was so much fun. But I think still 
Nokia was one of my favorites to walk up and see your name plastered on Times Square. I still have that, by the way. I have the photo, I think, somewhere in my phone where it says sold out and had the stamp moving and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think I still have it in my phone. But yeah, it was it was it was surreal. And again, like your dream club, Nokia. And then here it is before the Brit Awards, before all this stuff, before the album release, Saturday Night Live. And then you're doing Fury for the first time. And then, of course, your own song with him, a duet, Beautiful, Love, and Blessed. And getting introduced by Steve Martin and the entire cast, like just you you being around them the entire week. How was that? Especially because now Saturday Night Live is even looked at even more so. And that was like, that episode of Saturday Night Live was like the highest rated Saturday Night Live for like 10 years until the Betty White Mother's Day show. Like, that's crazy. You had so many people watching it. Well, we were there. It was funny because we knew how funny Prince was. And they were really trying to get him to act. They wanted him to do a skit. And he just was like, not wanting to do it. And we just kept not understanding why. Um, but when you're there, you, you don't realize how much of a staple and an icon SNL is. And especially as a black woman, like I didn't watch Saturday Night Live, but I knew Saturday Night Live because of its, its you know, it's a staple in entertainment. And so when we got on the set for Soundcheck and I turned around and looked out is when I was just like, oh my gosh, where's Saturday Night Live, you know? Um, and so when we did Beautiful, Loved and Blessed, that was our first time performing it. And it was so spiritually heavy for us that when he hugged me, because people kept saying, what did he say to you? What was he whispering to you? And he was like, we can never do this song again. And that's when I was just like, huh? You know, I didn't know what he meant. And then later he told me, it was just like, he said, Tamar, it's just too deep for me. You know, it's just too, it just, I guess it was just one of those songs. He was just like, I, I just can't do that again. And so, you know, uh, he was upset with me in New York because I did the Wendy Williams show, but it wasn't my fault. I mean, you know, the label had me at Wendy Williams and I didn't know really who Wendy Williams was. And he was upset with me though. So yeah, right. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want me to do Wendy, but I was like, how was I supposed to know that? <laughs> wow. I did not know that with the whole Wendy thing, but yeah, I could see him not being too happy about that. And then Fury, I saw rehearsal footage when you guys did the live cast. It was on another level. The rehearsal was all right, but Prince and you, everyone was just on fire. It was like TV magic, you know? That, that song was fun to choreograph. So, uh, you know, I'll wait for the twins to come on, but he really was adamant about us choreographing our own tour, you know, the tour. And uh, I remember just coming up with the the moves, bam, 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 you know, so I, I remember that. And I remember when I heard the song for the first time live, I was like, I swear, I thought it was 20 musicians behind us and Cora, Josh, Morris, and Prince. Just the, every time that song comes on, it's like, now feeling like a woman's gone. But still, my favorite of that performance was still the Brit Awards. It was the most emotional moment of my life. Because what happened was we did that and then we end on the floor and then they linger there on that. I think it was what the tonic. And then next thing you know, he goes into Purple Rain. Oh, you guys, 
Uh, if you don't believe in God, okay, that's okay. But that man has an anointing on that song that you cannot deny. And when he played that song at the Brit Awards, it was not a dry eye in that arena. Not a dry eye, not a dry eye. He was mad at me that day too though, but I'll have to tell y'all that later. He was mad at me. What was he mad at you for? <laughs> what happened more? You didn't do more things overseas. Was she following you guys? What happened? No, so he was upset with me because Kanye West, that's when Kanye West, um, she ain't nothing but a bro, uh, uh, she give me money. That song was the biggest song, right? And so um, Kanye was just like, yo, you should come to my sound check. He said, it's a closed sound check, but you're welcome to come through. I was like, okay, cool. So I went to the sound check and it was just me in there with, he had over a hundred women in like gold, like they were plated in gold. And Prince just like, didn't like the fact that like, if someone, you know, invites you to something, it's not good to just say yes all the time. And I was looking at him like, what? It's Kanye. Like, who who gets asked to go to a Kanye sound check? Like, I'm in London. I'm going to Kanye sound check. He was like, well, uh, you should apologize. <laughs> it's like, apologize for what? What did I do? But he was upset with me. But oh, well, like any other big brother, he got over it and we got over it. I was just looking at him like, okay, all right, well, Especially I'm going. Right? Especially with the Brit Awards performance. That was amazing. You had Wendy and Lisa the first time him performing with both of them in a long time. Steel on drums, no, timbales as well. Core on drums. That experience was fire. I mean, Kanye was in the audience filming it when they showed that stuff and everyone else, as you said, not a dry eye in there. Just another level with that performance. But how amazing was it for you to be a part of it along with Wendy and Lisa? Well, first of all, I am always apologizing to anybody in the Prince world because I was not raised on like music, music. Like I listened to a lot of um, Sting, Barbara Streisand, Whitney Houston. And then eventually I listened to LL Cool J. Like, so I wasn't, I was, our household wasn't like musically inclined. Right. And so all of a sudden, when we, cause we hadn't rehearsed with them. We didn't rehearse with them until we got to London. So I didn't know that we were performing with the original Wendy and Lisa until we're at soundcheck. So please forgive me, but I didn't know. Like I didn't know. And so um, I just, I knew we were performing with, with Sheila, but not, not, not Wendy and Lisa. You guys, it wasn't until the show was over that I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It's you. It's you. I mean, you could ask Kim. My hair was drenched wet because I was crying so hard, not realizing that it was them. Cause it, it was, it was as if I was in the seventies with this original recording at first app. Like it was, it was the most emotional. I'm telling you guys, like everything was playing into this everything. Hold on. You guys, my dad is just like really loud. Hold on. It's all good. Hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Go back yes. Sorry. I came home for, for a minute to be with my family. Right. But right. yeah, I, I, yeah, it was emotional, you guys. But Wendy and Lisa, why did they sound like the original? <laughs> like, that's scary. That was a scary moment, you guys. If you have not seen that performance, please go see that performance. It was just amazing. 
everyone will be sharing it after the show or over the next few days. Just like they'll be looking forward to your photo of Club Nokia when they follow you on social media on your platforms as well. I think I'm going to save it for my book, but I will show y'all. I got to figure out how, like, I got to find it. It's somewhere in here, I promise. No problem. Now, then here it comes back to the house parties, other stuff, the tour. Now, instead of just having the celebrities, now you're bringing a little bit more industry people into the house party. So it was a different vibe there. But you're getting closer. The listening party for 3121 happens at the house. That was my, not my first time hearing, but hearing the entire album configuration because of Deb and Ruth. I was able to hear the album before when Love was just the demo instead of what transpired on the record. Um, but... Here it is now. The album is coming up, but you have the have the house parties, and yes, they would be so star studded, and you would be performing, and you'd have like Stephen Stephen Hill would get out there and do play that funky music, White Boy. But then you'd have what? Well, do you have a Stephen Hill story? Stephen was the life of the party every time. Like even when I see Stephen now, it's just like he is like a ball of energy. Like he would be dancing to the show as if he had never heard the show before. And he had been there like the 50th time. Like Stephen was just the, the best. But keep going. <laughs> oh, it was it was amazing. But that was it. Stephen Hill would always be the play that funky music white boy guy. But then you'd have Chris Rock in there, Ludacris. It'd be Chris Rock sometimes playing pool against Wendy, which would be crazy. And then you'd have Joni Mitchell there. Just insane. Who was there? Do you have a Joni story? I have to leave that one for the book. I'm sorry. Let me just say it like this. It was me, Joni Mitchell, Stevie Wonder, Herbie Hancock, and Prince having breakfast till like six in the morning. That's all I'm gonna say. The conversation is in the book. But yes, Joni Mitchell, just cool as crap. But yeah, if we had, we would have Serena Williams, we would have um, Terrence Howard was always there. Actually, Terrence and I are still cool because we were able to have him at the Black History Gala here in Houston. So like, he was like, hey, da, da, da. we caught up, we talked, him and my mom and dad had dinner, blah, blah, blah. So Terrence Howard was always there, Tay Diggs was there. I think someone posted a picture recently of me and the twins and Tay Diggs. We actually called him up on stage and did our little old love will make things happen, you know, snippet with him. We had, uh, Dave Chappelle was always there. I would talk to Dave Chappelle before the show. Like, you know, Dave was there. Taraji P. Henson was there. Erica Badu is there. Um, Tyrese would be there. Lou, uh, uh, Lou Common was always around. I'm trying to think of somebody. Oh, Will I Am. I had a whole conversation with Will I Am to like nine in the morning, just, just talking, just having a good old talk. Um, Mariah Carey was there. I'll never forget that. She walks in the house and she's like, has an entourage. And Prince said, Prince said, why, why do you have all these people? <laughs> He's like, why do you have all these people with you? And so she was saying something and she was talking like this, you know, because when she sings, she's like, ah, ah, like that. So Prince is like, well, have you met Tamar? I'm, I play, this is how he always talked. Have you met Tamar? Well, I played guitar for her. And, uh, and she was just like, oh, wow. And she's talking to me. And I was like, can I ask one question? She said, yeah. I said, why do you always talk like this? Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. And we all fell out laughing. So those are some good moments. We had some, we had some great moments. <laughs> those house parties were absolutely amazing. And now then here comes the album coming out and 3121. 
and then Tower Records at midnight. So you went from Viper Room to the Roxy to Tower. And where you guys were at, it's literally like a five-minute drive to all the things from the, the second 31, 21 house, which some people call the Boozer House. And Tower Records performing for the album release in front of fans that waited out in rain earlier in that night. How is that experience? Was that she- was okay. So it, at that point, I was sleepy because the show started at midnight, and this was my first like moment of having these midnight performances with Prince. Like he loved this midnight thing, and I was just like, by that point, I was like, ugh. But um, that one was a fun. I don't remember it that well. I just remember like Kevin Frazier from ET being there, Stephen Hill being there. I just remember people waiting outside. I hated that. Um, and I just remember it being so dark and it was real small, you know, cause we had to move the, the vinyl records out of the way and be in this small area. But other than that, like, I just, I remember it. I mean, it was a small thing. We pulled off the show, you know, it just felt very grunge and it was really cool, but I just didn't like it. Cause I couldn't really see everybody there, you know, you were on the platform. You were flat on the, floor. we were flat. Yeah. So, but so we, that sucked. We enjoyed yeah, Rashida DJ, and you guys did everything that you did from the Brit Awards. You added a few other things in there. It was like a, a free 30-minute concert to promote the album, which was hella cool for us. Even though you don't remember it too much, I was happy to be there, albeit a little bit wet. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cody's like, it changed my life that night, because I think that was the first time where he did play that funky music white boy for the first of his... 20 appearances on stage with Prince and he has you to thank for it because you pulled him up and he wants to make sure that you're aware of that. He thinks Yes, Rosemary, a book. <laughs> I just don't know. Maybe you guys can tell me when should I come out with it? You know, because it's it's not a telltale all. It's just, you know, I just feel like sometimes the stories get so, they're so endless that I forget some of them. So I had to put it in a book, you know, and, um, but the book is really about the journey as an independent artist. And when I tell you guys the good news before the, the twins come on, it my, my journey, I, you know, I, I tell a lot of people as, a, as an artist and an independent artist, the biggest fight is always to keep going. You know what I mean? Because we're not like necessarily with the label or we don't have the financial backing or, you know, being let down so many times and like even now like i'm still auditioning you know at some point you're like gosh can they just look at my resume and say they just want me for the job you know so as an independent artist you know you don't have like the benny medinas and the managers to really kind of talk up for you all the time but it's 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 the it's the the story is about that it's about the journey of being an independent artist it's about the journey of um restoration and redemption my mom and i just didn't have a great relationship after she took me out of the group. And we didn't realize why we were always fighting. Like we, we were good, we were cool, but it was this underlining tone that I couldn't figure out. And so it's about all of that, you know, parents having to really protect their kids and what that means for the kids. And so it talks about all of that from girl's time to the voice, you know, even doing the voice, you know, I got a lot of slack, like, why did you do the voice? You're professional, you know, or blah, blah, blah. Um, but as independent artists, we're always trying to be heard, but not just necessarily be famous. Because to me, I feel fame is what comes and goes, but the careers is what lasts, right? Deborah Cox to me has a career. You know what I mean? She's just not like famous. She has a freaking career in Broadway and stuff like that. So I'm talking about all of that. And then, of course, I'm talking about Tyler and Prince and the journey as a Black woman in my new position at HBO Max. <laughs> 
And then, you know, going back through stuff, going from the Tao Records performance and whatnot, all these things, then you, the album hits number one and you guys are celebrating at the Roosevelt show, the Roosevelt Hotel before he did some 3121 shows. Now, from what I remember from that show, not only of Jack Nicholson being there in Salma Hayek, that was the first time and the only time I remember, unless you, of course, you guys doing a rehearsal, but publicly, you doing the ACDC song, Shook Me All Night Long. You shook me all night long. So what's crazy, guys, let me tell you how much I love ACDC. Okay. I have an entire outfit in there that has ACDC, top and bottom. I am an ACDC. So when Prince found that out, he said, you've got, he looked at me like, who are you? How do you know? And I was like, I started singing it and he was just like, okay, so I guess that's in the show now. And I was like, really? And so we did that. And we, that just became another highlight for me. Like anything that's rock and funk, I, any now, day. Why was it only done one time? I think sometimes yeah. he liked these one timers. Cause even in Houston, he hadn't done um, Purple Rain up until Houston, which is my hometown. And so we only did Purple Rain in Houston. But I, I learned a lot from him with this exclusivity thing. It's kind of like you had to be there, you gotta be there. And I think it adds some some stories to the audience having something unique to them too as well. I, I like it when artists have a set show, but then they throw in something different, which is what I kind of think is missing from today's music. Like I get that it's all choreographed and regimented and it's this song and then it ends here. Prince was like, we keeping this groove going. One, two, three, good talk. So you'd like, how can you not put that kind of formula into your own show, right? And so, um, yeah, that was the only time we did it. And actually I didn't want to do it anymore after that because it takes a lot out of you. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Now, some people are asking, they're like about the HBO Max thing that you dropped on them. They want more information on that. <laughs> well, you guys are you guys will be the first to know. I'm probably never gonna change my my status on my social media, but I'm the new music supervisor for a new HBO show that comes out in May. <laughs> Congrats. Awesome. Yeah, so it's cool. So that's it. I wish I could tell y'all what it is, but I'll 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 you guys will know when I when I wear my gift from the show and I'll be like, eh, and then you guys will be like, oh that show, you know. But yeah. Thank you for dropping it here. First. <laughs> Appreciate it. Can't say it, but at least they'll know. And they're like, oh, that's it. Now, with recording certain songs like Incense and Candles and 3121, how did the song 3121 come to be? And then go Incense and Candles as well. Oh my gosh. 3121 came from the, the original house party. So he would just be singing, you know, he just out of nowhere, he's like, and he'd just be like, don't you want to go? Uh, 31, 21, going to be so much fun. And he would do it every, every house party. That's how it came about. It was never recorded, nothing. And uh, he recorded it before I got to Minneapolis. That's how that song came about was literally that way. Incense and Candles, um, he recorded it already. And then when I got to Minneapolis, he was like, can you add some vocals to it? And, and I just press record. He let me record everything to his music and my music by myself. Like right. I needed no engineer. I was like, leave the room. I will record myself. And um, that's how Incense and Candles came on. I, I literally was just like, Incense and Candles. Like all the background, all of that's my arrangement. He. I mean, I think that's what made it so much fun too. He never had to tell me, I want something here, I want something here. He'd be like, okay, bye. 
And then um, he would come in and be like, are you hungry? Be like, nope. He says, okay. And then he'll leave. He'll come back. Are you hungry? Be like, nope. He'll be like, okay. <laughs> Let us know when you're hungry. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, uh, those were the days. Those were the days. Are you giving us some all in the family vibes now? Is that, that is all in the family. Norman. I'm an 80s baby. I loved all in the family. All right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Then, you know, you had the Vegas run. You had you the Empire Ballroom. And then I know American Idol. What happened with that that you weren't on it if you want to talk about that? You don't have to. You can go straight to the Empire Ballroom shows. No, it's fine. Um, American Idol, I auditioned for it. I came like with makeup on and heels and all this stuff. And they were like, um, no, next, you're too professional. That's what they told me. They said, too professional. I remember crying my heart out, but they that's all they said was I was too professional. And then when Prince did it with the girls, were you were was that something that you wish that you would have been a part of? No, indeed. At that point, I think I was working with Tyler, so I wouldn't have had the time to. And, you know, but I was so tripping out. I was like, you never wanted to do this kind of stuff, you know? And then all of a sudden he's like, he has a Twitter account, (laughs) you know what I mean? But um, no, I was very proud of them. I watched it. I was glued to the TV. I was, no, heck no. Okay. (laughs) And then, you know, we were expecting your album to come out. You know, Milk and Honey, I think, you know, it was going to be on May 21, right? Because that's what was said on Star Not Live. And it never came out. Of course, there's a lot of fans that have it and they have other stuff that you put out. Do you, do you, every, everything happens for a reason. I know people say, but do you wish it would have came out the way it was supposed to through Universal Music or just curious your thoughts on it? That's a good question. I've actually never been asked that question. Looking back, no. I don't think it should have come out. I think um, hmm, things that are happening in June are going to happen the way they're supposed to. But no, I don't. um, I'm kind of glad because Prince was like mentally somewhere else at that point. And I don't think it would have gotten any more push because he was like, "Eh, I don't want to do anything else. Like he just was a turn on, turn off kind of guy. And at that moment, he you know, I don't think we would have I don't think it would have done any justice, honestly. But um, yeah, I don't think so. Mm mm. But in the process, you couldn't have told me I wasn't mad. I was heated. Heated. Okay? Heated. Okay. I worked hard for that album. Right. I understand. You know, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. But then here it is. You're not having that album come out of time. You're still doing Empire, the Empire Ballroom shows, which eventually ended up being, you know, the 3121 Vegas one. But the Empire Ballroom shows, you guys were doing different songs. Do you remember anything about those shows aside from I know Eddie Murphy was in the crowd. A few other things were happening. I just remember Eddie was there and um, the guy from Texas, um, the actor, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, That's really it. I don't remember when it you guys listen, those shows was such a blur. Like they all just just rambled into the same old show. But um, no, I don't remember that. I just remember it being dark. That's all I, I Oh, I remember Justin Timberlake being there. That was my first time meeting Justin Timberlake. And he was like, yo, this is fire, you know? But other than that, I don't remember anything else about it. I don't. That's sad. <laughs> That's really sad, actually. 
you're doing so much with prints here, you're not sleeping a lot. I hear I hear it from a lot of people that a lot of things just blur together. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that just really, really stick out, like just really blatantly stick out. And then some stuff you're like, like even some of my castmates, when he came to see one of my shows uh, with Tyler Perry, with me and Tyler Perry. And a lot of them to this day are like, remember that time? Remember we did this? And I'm like, how do y'all remember this stuff? You know, but, and I said, I probably should get more encounters from everybody so I can write it down. But it's, it was so much. <laughs> it was just so much. The guy from Texas. Matthew McConaughey. That's how he's going to be known from now on. The guy from Texas. The guy from Texas. The handsome guy from Texas. That's all I remember. It's Matthew McConaughey. Fair enough. Going with it. Now, you know, when we had you on our old show or my old show back in 2013, and then, you know, Prince was excited. He wanted me to, he didn't have the Milk and Honey album. He was asking for a flat copy and we sent it to him, but he enjoyed it. Was after you were on the show or any other any other times, did you have a contact with him or would he reach out at weird times? What would happen if you can share that? That so it's, or will be in the book. So, yeah. So I wish I could share my screen. I Something told me after he passed that just to check my email because he would always email. I did not know that I had not opened up at least 20 emails from him from 2012. Yeah, but I it, I just wasn't checking that email account. And so, yeah, we stayed in touch. He would hit me up out of nowhere or he would come to one of my shows with Tyler and he would just like, you would see these security walking around. You'd be like, why is there security walking around, right? The next thing you know, Raul will come through the door and I'm like, Raul, you know, his bodyguard. And the next thing you know, he's like, yeah, he said, Prince will be here tonight to see the show. And I'm like, ah! And then one show in particular, he calls, he's like, that was an amazing show. I was like, thanks. And he was like, do you want to invite the cast over? And I was like, yeah. So I text as many people who wanted to come. They followed me up to the house. We stayed there till like four or five in the morning. And then the next day we had a matinee and an evening show. And Tyler was at our show. Like he flew in for the show. And I was nervous because he had to, he wanted to talk to the cast. And he was like, um, he looks around and he's like, Ashley, that was probably the sweetest thing you could have ever done. And I was like, because <gasps> I thought he was going to be mad that I had everybody out to four in the morning, but he was actually the total opposite. And so, uh, and then and then Prince came to see me as Diana in Motown, a musical. And I wish I could find the text message from him, but I think because I changed phones, I don't have it. Ugh. I should have screenshot it. But he was like, Di this is exactly what his words were. Diana needs to see you as her. Amazing job. Uh, and then I went to surprise him in Minneapolis. Uh, I still have a photo of like the conference room when he went to the bathroom. And then when I did the voice, the producers from the voice called me and said, guess what? I said, what? They were like, Prince, is, Prince um, has greenlit to use footage of you guys' performances. And I was like, what Prince? They were like, Prince. I was like, no, mm, I don't think he talked to the right Prince. They were like, no, he gave us the green light to use the footage. I was like, you you cannot be kidding. You cannot be telling me the truth. Because he was the he was the actual opposite. He didn't let people use, he didn't license any of that content. So I should have known something was up then, but I didn't. And that was the year that, yeah. Sorry to hear that. I'm glad that they allowed the footage. But yeah, you'd be surprised where he would allow certain things to be used or whatnot. It seemed like he liked the voice because then he ended up working later with Judith Hill for a bit, mm -hmm. so, you know, which was cool. So what do you, aside 
you guys did like, although it hasn't been released yet, the 3121 movie, right? Say it again. The 3121 movie. <sighs> go, go. We worked so hard on that. Sana uh, Hamry. Um, we just worked so hard. We worked so hard. Like the camera crew, the actors, we just, the editing, like we worked so hard on it for it to not, I just, I don't know. I just did. I, that's the only part that just never, it me, never made sense to me with him. Like we did all this work for nothing. What? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was, you guys, it would have been something you guys would have been like, oh my gosh. And it just didn't happen. Now what videos? Cause I know like there was like the morning after on there and the word on there. What videos do you remember? There wasn't an incense and candles video, was there? No, it was Te Amo Corazon and then those two songs. The word, or maybe it was love. Or, I don't want to give you my love. That song, that's the word, right? The dance. the dance, the dance. So yeah, that was on there. But yeah, guys, like he, uh, just like, you just sometimes wanted to take him and be like, what is your issue? You know, but, oh, wherever. Yeah, I would too, Melissa, but you know, I don't understand that, that side of that stuff. And, you know, I don't know. Where he'd make stuff and then it wouldn't get released. Mm -hmm. It would happen a lot. Um, yeah. Kevin Smith tripped on that one time. I believe he said like, what's he going to do with all that footage, you know? But he was hoping one day we do get to see it. I know at one point when they're doing the Lotus Flower, they're going to release uh, the film was supposed to be released on there. And then he pulled it like, I think the weekend before it was supposed to be an orb thing on Lotus Flower. The entire movie is going to be on there when he pulled it off. So. It sucks. But yeah. Someone says there's a trailer on YouTube. Wow. Jeez. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, well, more of a closer cut than what I saw. More of a final kind of difference. So, yes. Um, I'm sure it's in the vault and it'll be released eventually one day but through the estate not anyone else trying to release it bogart or release or anything like that so yeah was, was there any other songs that you worked on that weren't released with prince um no that was it the songs that we literally worked on he put them out he put every last one of those out yep but i mean i did just get the demo of what i recorded with him a song called on on your own when i was 13 so i still have that <laughs> so i don't know if i could ever I don't know, put it out or whatever. It's just a fight that I don't even feel like getting into the battlefield with. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I can re-record it, though. So that's the cool thing. Okay. And with um, Get on the Boat, I know that the other song that was on 3121, um, I believe it's called Streets of Panama. Were you on that one? or just I was. Okay. I was, and that that was kind of more of like the Te Amo, no, uh, uh, it was kind of more of the vibe of like Te Amo Corazon and Lolita. It was like a mixture. It was like this cool salsa, you know. Um, dang, how did you know that? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily for Deb and Ruth is all I can say. We heard it <laughs> probably six or seven months before the 3120 album came out and we knew Again, the boat replaces it. I wasn't that big of a fan of Streets on Panama because it reminded me of another song 
romance called Damn If I Do, and it kind of sounded like that a little bit. But Get On The Boat, I was always like, okay, that's the song that replaced Streets of Panama, at least to me. You know, that's my thing on it. It could only be something else. And during this whole month of 3121, we're going to get information, correct information on things. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just happy for today, the, this date, because this only happens once in, you know, forever. Although if you did reverse, it happened in January for people over fees. But, you know, where we hit 3121 and we had to have it on, I'm like, screw it, let's do the entire month. You know? Yeah. But what have you been wanting to share with Steph when it came to working with Prince or some some things that you guys wish that you would have been able to, to do or would have been able to accomplish that you guys talked about that never came to fruition? Um, I really wish we would have done a video for Beautiful, Loved, and Blessed. Uh, and we talked about it and... For whatever reason, he didn't want to do one. And then I remember he came back from a flight and he had saw a Janelle Monet video and he was just like, oh my God, you got to see this video. And we watched the video together and I look at him and I'm like, this is what we could be doing for Beautiful, Love and Blessed. But he just didn't want to do one. I don't know why. He just didn't want to do one. Um, and outside of, you know, what, what else is in the book is like, he took me to all the meetings. He taught me how to negotiate without teaching me how to negotiate. My first time ever having wine was working with Prince. You know what I mean? Like it, he used to always ride in my car. I had an X5 at the time. And he used to always hop in the car with me and we would go to like Walgreens or we would sometimes go to the sound checks in my car or we would drive, we would go to, he, he would go to the show in like a car service, but then he'll be like, tell the car they can go. I'm going to ride with Tamar. And he would get in the car with me. And we, <laughs> we'd just be riding around LA <laughs> together. <laughs> Would he actually <laughs> passenger seat or would he was sitting in the passenger seat? And then when I would come to Minneapolis, he would drive and pick me up from the, the hotel and take me to Paisley. All right. Yeah. He was Did just chill. You have tinted windows then, or was he like, oh, people won't believe me until I'm in this car anyway or whatnot, or something like that? No, I had tinted windows, but the, the time we went into a Walgreens, it was on the corner of um, Beverly and La Cienega. And so we went into this Walgreens and he always got a kick out of just like, people just kind of like. Hmm. Like he got a kick out of people like looking at him. But the, the cool thing about Prince was no one ever bombarded him for photos. It was like he had this thing about him like, don't come he was approachable but he wasn't like you know and i hate to say it like michael jackson where people are like ah like that people were the actual opposite with prince we would go through the airports and like people just be like they wouldn't take out their phones or anything it'll just be like that can't be him and he would be like yeah That's i mean i'm thinking it can't be him yeah 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 all right so many experiences that he had. And we're going to be having the twins on momentarily. We're waiting for them to arrive. Nandy and Maya. And I look forward to having you guys all on. Of course, we speak. Here comes Maya coming up. And uh, we'll have Nandy shortly. But yes, we're going to bring them on. I can't wait to hear these things. And of course, to have you guys share your experiences. Um, We'll give Nandy a couple more minutes. If not, we'll bring in Maya a little bit before, but we'll see it. I'm sure you're seeing what I'm seeing. I can't wait for everyone to be surprised. So, 
I'll yeah. answer some questions. Someone said, what Janelle Monet video? It was one of her first singles. I don't know which one, but it was one of her first singles. Um, he still excites me and all the memories of our show experience. Yeah, I wish I was there. Would have been a live CD show. Your show. Oh, thanks, Cody. Um, video for Beautiful Bloods and Bless. Yes, Michelle, I agree. Um, just trying to see what else. Um, yeah, they, they did, Sean. They really respected Prince and you, you know, Everybody, I mean, the celebrities, everybody, they walked in and they didn't treat him like he was royalty. They just treated him like <clears throat> if I needed to be in the presence of someone beyond great, they you could you could feel that from everyone. And Prince was very good at taking artists after a show and he would teach them how to make their show better. He would have the musicians come back to the house, do their entire show. He would take it apart and show them how to give it that oomph, you know. He was really good about artists and musicians being better. I mean, he really was. He really, really was. He wasn't, you know, some artists are like, well, do it my way and or else he was the total opposite. He was like, hey, you know, da 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 And he, next thing you know, your whole performance is 10 times different because he just, he, he was that guy. He really was. So. Very cool on that form. And we're going to drop in. You guys can put it. I know Maya just sent it to me, but if you guys can put in the comment section, the trailer for the thirty-one twenty-one uh, things on YouTube. That's as well. Yes, Alyssa. Hi, Saror. So listen, NAACP Image Awards. Let me just say this before I before I bring on the twins. Let me tell y'all something. I did not know that show was gonna be that way. Once again. I had never heard of Morris Day in the time. You guys can shoot me later. I never heard of them. I just walked into rehearsal. There's Sheila E there. There's John Roberts on drum, who is like my dear friend to this very day, and the brass section and whatever. So they're rehearsing. Prince never says what I'm in the room for. They get to never love the man. He looks at me and he was like, are you gonna get up and sing? And I was like, what song is this? And he was like, never love the man. I get up, I sing. After the rehearsal, Morris Day and Time were not there. They were not there. And next thing I know, Prince is like, well, you got to get ready for the NAACP Image Awards. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And long story short, the night before the actual award show was when I saw Morris Day and the Time. Still didn't know who they were. They get on stage. They're doing, you know, everybody, have you heard? Da -da -da -da. I was like, what song is this? And I just fell in with it and started doing the dance. And the day of that show, when I saw that audience go crazy, when those guys walked on the stage, I was like, who are they? <laughs> I didn't know who they were. Well, I'm gonna have to pull a card from you. <laughs> oh, but get this, Prince loved that I didn't know anything of his previous <laughs> times. He loved it. He was like, have you heard of my song, Cream? I was like, no. He was like, good. Don't go listen to it. And so I would take off running. And he'd be like, don't you go look at that video. Even, even you guys, I didn't know who Tony and them were until last year in Australia. And people were going crazy at the at the the the, the, the um, Byron's Bay Blues Fest. And I was like, who are these guys? Like, why are they going crazy? And then they were, we were signing autographs. And the vinyl was coming across. And y'all, I'm not lying. This is what happened. Mind you, this is like my third show with them. The vinyl is coming across and I'm just signing that vinyl that they're giving. And I'm like, that's you. Like, I didn't know. I just didn't. Right. I can't believe I'm telling y'all this, but I just didn't know. We're going to bring it on. And then speaking of 
it's now we're going to bring them on because someone's bringing up incense and candles. That's a little cue. We're going to bring on the very talented that you guys were first introduced to as the twins, Nanny and Maya McLean. Going to bring them on right now. I know it's been so long. I mean, we talked, you know, we actually talked like, what was it last year for a brief moment? Like or whatever. Yeah. And you know, we, we text every now and then little bits, but not much. Yeah. And how Nandy and Maya, how are you guys introduced? Was it going, was it going to the incense and candles? Um, audition, the video, was that it before? We'll start with that. You guys can go wherever you want. What was it first? Wait, let me just say, let me just say, you guys, I'm hearing this story for the first time too. So I just want everybody to know, <laughs> this is my first time hearing it too. So I'm listening. First time hearing when we first met, you were there. <laughs> no, that's not true. I thought you guys like auditioned with Prince or something oh, else. Oh, are you talking about the thing? Okay, yeah. so we auditioned for... Tamar's single, and it was well, it was Prince's and Tamar's, but they're duet together. Um, and yeah, it was just me. I think there were maybe about forty girls in the room, right now. Yeah, we we're somewhere in Hollywood, up some staircase. And funny part, <laughs> Maya didn't know um, that it was Prince singing the song. Look, we were fresh, me and Mandy were fresh off the boat. We didn't know nothing. Dream in the world. We were in the rehearsal room and there was a, a, a lady teaching the choreography and we didn't even know that. I didn't even know who what Fatima looked like. So it was Fatima that was the choreographer. And um, no, I, I knew from her of her choreography from the Michael Jackson, um, Remember the Time, Remember the that the, the like Egyptian choreography and I'm like okay well that's Fatima's assistant she couldn't possibly be here teaching us the choreography and this is like a filler song like a song that isn't you know Prince's song at all so we that's really green <laughs> I mean Not I me, feel like I'm still green <laughs> I was like yeah I don't know what song I said that was this that was the song for the actual video now <laughs> <laughs> what was the song what was the song Incense and candles. It was incense and candles. It was incense yeah. and candles. Yeah, that song yeah. was so sexy, Tamar. I know. <laughs> that was so hot. Well, that video. I'm so bummed we didn't make it. I know. There the was photography, like would have been awesome. Like we were doing like all this snaky stuff interweaving around Prince. I mean, you were watching. We had one rehearsal, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> one rehearsal. One, one rehearsal one or two. I thought it was two. Because I remember when well, we were doing like a wardrobe fitting, or we did, we started like test doing some wardrobe stuff in I think one rehearsal. By the way, ninety nine percent of people's memories are usually way off. And I just watched something on Netflix the other day about it. That's <laughs> 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 where you were when this happened. But uh, I think that um, her uh, Debbie 
was it Debbie designer? She came in into the rehearsal room. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. And then she had all these. We had some ideas and stuff, and of how we wanted our wardrobe to look. Anyway, Prince <laughs> brought straight into freaking start designing ourselves. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. But I remember Tamar being there, sitting in the corner, and we came in, and then Prince, you know, we came and met him and Tamar together, and we met them both at the same time. That is crazy. I didn't know that. I thought you guys already like had met him before mm -hmm. meeting me. No, we met you both at the same time. Well, and then we started going out to the um, what was it? Uh, the Roosevelt Hotel. Do you were you there? Did you go to those, Tamar? Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of. I felt like it was vetting me and man just to see what we we're about, asking us <laughs> in a club yeah, environment, asking us a bunch of questions. Yep. And and Nanny was there. Nanny was there with her ex boyfriend, and he he knew all about the Dave Chappelle comedy thing, like the um the pancakes and all that kind of stuff, and the basketball, the Dave Chappelle thing. I hadn't <laughs> heard of the Nanny had never heard of it. <laughs> and going, Did you really do the pancake thing? And Prince was laughing. Loved it. He loved hearing it because it was so. <laughs> He wasn't hiding this guy. He was like a ballet dancer, tall, skinny, freaking fully enthusiastic. <laughs> Did not hold back. It was so much fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was it after that rehearsal that you guys, like, basically Prince brought you on to be the dancers with Tamar? Or what transpired? No, that was not it. <laughs> so I believe we had the one rehearsal. If my memory serves me correct, then we started going out to the these night, you know, interviews with Prince <laughs> at the Roosevelt or at these or at the actually it was the House of Blues. It was the House of Blues. Okay. And um okay. and then he asked and then we ended up we ended up back at the um at the Sunset House. And I believe that's where and Tamar was there, Prince was there, and Prince wasn't in the room. I think he could have been in his office or something. And this is what I remember. And Tamar asked if we could sing. And so all of a sudden, we're kind of getting interviewed as singers or something. Because <laughs> he would always set me up for like these epic like tests. Like you said, like we all didn't know like what he would be up to. He didn't know what he would be up to. So he's like, Tamar, can you ask if they can sing? And I'm like, okay. At that time, I was like very green to how he operated. I was just like, okay. And I just asked them to sing, and they were looking at me like, uh, yeah, what this is, is a random thing. <laughs> What did we do after that? I want to hear your your side, Tamar. I don't even remember you guys singing. <laughs> we started singing probably because me and Maya had all these so, like uh, Mariah Carey songs that were just cracking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had you know an in harmony, so we just jumped into some Mariah Carey. <laughs> and then what? I, and then I after that. that, I don't know if I heard Tamar say this or whether this was reality, but this is my image after that. They can sing. They can sing. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard Nanny tell that story a bunch of times, yeah. so you don't, I don't know, know if that's real. Was that real, Tamar? I did. I was just like, they can sing. Because I think at that point, I was just like, I don't know what is going on, but I'm like, they can sing. They can sing. I tell you what I thought. I thought I th my interpretation of that story was that you were just keen to get into rehearsals and start, you know, rehearsing for the show. Yes, you nailed it. I was like, let's just move this along. Singers, and then let's just freaking go. Let's just pull the trigger on this thing and get going. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> let's go. That's why we, it wasn't that why we ended up not doing the incense and candles video. 
because it was like, oh, well, we're not going to do the video anymore. Let's just get on the road. And then we yeah. jumped straight into rehearsal. <laughs> there was no video anymore. I'm like, damn it, I was loving that choreography from Fatima. Yeah. <laughs> My thought was like, oh, videos don't make money. Let's just go make money at the live shows. <laughs> That's right. what I thought Chance was thinking. How crazy is that? You guys go from rehearsing, like you're trying out for this video, and then it's like, screw the video. We're just going to bring you on the road, and now you're working with Prince. Yep. And then at time I had a whole band then, a whole new band. <laughs> And then Prince just, just <laughs> threw in everyone, maybe except for Morris, maybe. But <laughs> well, gold and green. Absolutely. And what we were talking about earlier, and then you had it like you guys were doing Saturday Night Live and the Brit Awards. What were those experiences like from, because it just seemed like a whirlwind, right? Mm -hmm. things. I loved Saturday Night Live. That was really fun. Just because me and Maddie love comedy and so does Prince. And and a lot of the Saturday Night Live people, they do ended up doing all those skits about Prince, and they I think actually I think they wanted him to do his own comedy skits, but he turned it down. And then they so then they what was it Freddie? What's his name? I forget his last Fred name. Robinson. Yeah, the the Saturday Night Live guy that does Prince, so he ended up taking right. over and doing that. And what was it? Steve Martin was there, and my Oh, she does Beyonce. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, Prince is clever in a sculpture. Yeah. <laughs> that. Where did Prince go? He just disappears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steve, I remember Steve Martin being there too. But yeah, that was so fun. That Imagine just really flying off New York and you're backstage on the set of freaking Saturday Night Live. Seeing how it the set all revolve, you can go to, go to these pre-recorded pre TV shows and Saturday Night Live is a live event where everything's all revolving <laughs> stages and it's all on the timer. So cool. Yeah. Awesome, awesome show. Yeah. <laughs> it looked amazing with the dancing with Fury and everything else going on. Like, yeah. And you guys came up with your own moves, Tamar was saying? Yeah. Yeah. All of us, we just came up with this choreography together. together. Yeah, that so was much. really fun, that one to do, that one to perform. Fury was like awesome. In comparison, like when we did Prince's shows without Tamar, it was still fun, but, it was, you know, it's just a lot bigger and spread out. But, you know, Tamar's shows were, you know, a little more intimate and um, storytelling. Which oh, Maddie, don't make me cry. You know he talked about that all the time, though. Like yeah. he always was like, oh, that time, will, you know, he's, he used to just always – flashback to it and I'd be like let's do it again he was like Tamar that was such a moment in time I don't think we could ever even try to outdo it like he really loved that moment you know and the girls the, the twins always made it so much more fun because we were always silly like we were all it was never a dull moment with us <laughs> ever so many private jokes in the in the background <laughs> Remember that time? Remember that time? Okay, you guys are hearing this first. Remember that time we were doing rehearsal and the camera, remember he brought in a video camera for us to teach our own choreography back to ourselves, remember? And my wig fell off, remember I was doing a dance <laughs> and the wig fell off in rehearsal and Prince fell out laughing. Oh my God. Jeremiah, like, uh, you should have seen his face. Hilarious. I'm so trying to That's just a perfect <laughs> Prince comedy moment for him to react off of. You couldn't have planned it better, Tamer. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was like, oh, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my God. And it really did feel like, you know, the Tina Turner and the Arquettes. 
because Prince made us wear like he he had us wear um like dresses where it would just show our legs and then our arms are all covered. And we're like, why don't why can't we wear why can't we show our arms? And he's like, ew, like he doesn't like the look of arms, like it's naked, and then he likes leaving the legs just the legs and it's like really suggestive you know with just having the naked legs and then everything else covered so he had all these the way that it was kind of styling us all and you know and that kind of was how the iCats did it too with their you know Tina's legs all out that's it and hair Tina Tina's legs and hair so much fun hilarious as long as your wig isn't falling off lazy I'm sure our extensions would come out at one point if me and Maya are doing choreography on the ground, ah, laying on each other, <laughs> ripping out our cushions. Tana, I was listening to you earlier when you were talking about the um, the Brit Awards and how we're all bending back, <laughs> leaning back, breaking our backs on that rock part doing the guitar thing. <laughs> so wow. Fun. Yeah, that was always amazing, that, that moment in the, in the song. Oh my god, that was my favorite moment. I still, I have, now I have that picture in my phone. I'm gonna show it to you guys in a minute. I have that photo. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so good, so good. I feel like I've got neck problems from that. All of those head, head whipping things. Don't try it at home, everyone. You'll get, you'll get a bad neck over time. Because he would always push us there. He would always push us to like do something remember for the for the bet awards you guys were crawling on each other's backs remember for that for 3121 remember that does sound like a horror movie man i think it's look like creepy spiders i feel like that's a a guy's move though too and we've got like six inch heels on mini skirts our hair all done up and it's like why are we climbing on each other i want to see that performance has anyone seen that one with the fans? BT, mm -mm. they don't play that. The more I think about it, they never replay that that performance. I wonder why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll have to post the YouTube link. I'm sure it's there somewhere. And then that <laughs> you can find it for us. There they go. Oh, yeah, oh, Tana, you curly hair. I love it. <laughs> is, that a, is that a photo from the performance? This is from, I want to say Miami. Oh, wow. uh, so it wasn't from the televised one, anything? No. Can you send me that? I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Those intimate shows are so good. Beverly Hills Hotel show after that. And we're going to get to the Super Bowl. I see a bunch of people asking about the Super Bowl performance. But, you know, you guys would be doing the house parties to the Roosevelt Beverly Hills Hotel. What experiences did you have? And I know that you bring your mom with you. How was that where you were meeting all these different people? Are um, you talking about the, those private shows we did there? Yes. Which ones? At the house, the house party? The house party, Roosevelt, whatever you guys I remember, want. Uh, <laughs> yes. What's his name? Dirty Dancing. What's his name? Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Getting up on stage. Oh. Totally wasted. Was dancing with Maya like in Dirty Dancing. <laughs> all this going on. Yeah, he's all he's inspired by us and going back to his dirty dancing days. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute, kind of. But it was a bit like <laughs> I think Prince, like when he exited the stage, he said something like <laughs> there was kind of like a running back joke, like alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. 
<laughs> As he left the stage. Yes. I don't know if he said that, but I think, but I think me and Maya thought he said that. I think he, he goes, that, he goes, that would have been better. I can't remember. There was something back afterwards that we were all commenting because it was totally out <laughs> off. I mean, even sometimes when Stephen Hill would do play that funky music at the mm -hmm. house parties, he'd be a little bit hesitant. As soon as Prince said, anyone know this song, I think even before he finished that sentence, Patrick Swayze was already running up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> lost Do you remember? It was, <laughs> I was wearing a red shirt, I remember, and then that's when, oh you know, the yeah. that were there were actually taking shots of that. Who else was there? What other celebrities were there? That night? Um, you had Nika. Nika was A lot of big, big guys. Hmm? Jessica Simpson was at that show. Michael Strahan was at that show. He was dating Nicole Murphy at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. There were a few others, but from that show, that's who I remember. Yeah. You've got a better memory than me, I just remember. <laughs> Patrick. That's what I was like. Yeah, those ones were such a blur. The, the, the shows at the house felt a little bit more like, like it's intimate or interactive askers. On my shows, we would just perform and then we're off and we go backstage. But when we performed at the house, you know, after the shows, would would turn into like a salsa night and we just connect with all, you know, people that are showing up and you know, everyone's just walking around. All the all the celebrities under the sun. I remember there was. Someone it was before was selfies. <laughs> it was all before yeah, yeah, selfies. Yeah. Like we really had like a cool. It was just a cool thing that we had. Like it was no. Yeah. Airs, it was no, you know, it was it was so cool. Mm -hmm. It was cool. They would only let certain people in, like there were certain celebrities that were trying to get in, and that he would oh. kind of not, he would block them or not let them out. I think I don't know who it was. There was someone. It was Kesha, I think. Mm. Kesha, Kesha? trying to climb over the fence or something. And there was, there was some that artist before. that was trying to get in and climbing over the fence. That's what I heard. I don't know yeah, something like that, but then there was a demo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Sorry, time is It was so we we didn't even know at the moment like what it was. We were just in the moment. Like we never even looked at. It. I just remember Taraji P Henson came out of the kitchen, you know, because everything was vegan, and she'd be like, "What is in these fries?" And you'd be like, <laughs> "You know, hey girl, this is normal for us. That's French fries. They're vegan, you know." <laughs> I remember um, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman was there, and I used to always think, like, relate to him as if, as if he's my dad. He's freckled, got freckles and stuff, and and me and Nanny were all like, "Ah, oh, can we get a photo with you?" And he was looking, not, he was so just like not impressed. This is my downtime. Like, he's trying to enjoy himself, and we, but I we got a photo. <laughs> I'm like, Look, we just got on the boat from Australia, we've got to get as many photos as we can, you know. You should see the photo, like our faces, look at me. <laughs> Dad, we love you. Dad. <laughs> yeah. and I remember Jada Pinkett-Smith was like up on stage jamming at some point. That's right. You know she posted that though. She did? You guys, she posted it. I'll tag you in it. She she tagged like she tagged my name. I was like, ah, Jada Pinkett is like she posted the entire thing, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, and I just remembered she was dressed like casual as hell, like she was hanging yeah. out at home. I love her. Just just relaxed, you know. She doesn't care. Didn't, didn't, didn't care at all. 
Oh. Is that Hemi? Sorry. It's Hemingway. Oh, it's Hemi. The dogs are wrestling, and I've got a light there, and they're like about to knock it over, so I've got to separate them. This is Shakespeare's down there, and this is Hemingway. Ah, <laughs> oh, Hemi. Hemi. Oh, so cute. I lost him once. It was so traumatizing. Anyway, sorry for the distraction. Go to sleep. My <laughs> <laughs> pleasure. Here's one question for all of you guys to answer. Do you always feel that this could end at any time? Um, sorry, I just blocked. Knowing Prince's passing, you get bored and change your at any time. Just, were you just like thinking that, you know, 2006, 2007 or whatnot, that this could end at any time when you were with him? Or were you just part of the journey and you weren't thinking about that? I mean, I remembered, like when we first started working with him, I said, how, um, I was like, I said, is it, do we get a, is there a contract or something? Like, and he goes, he goes, no, no one should be here if they don't want to be here. And I was like, well, um, so what, I need to know what my life's doing. So what's, you know, but so how long? And he was just like, he goes, you know, as long as you like. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people don't know. That's how I was. Yeah, that's how we were. What we That's what I was telling Dr. Funkenberry. Funken I was like, he never lived lived like past the day. He was always in the moment. So I remember you guys were always asking me like, well, what are we doing today? And he was like, well, what do you want to do? We'll be like, what are we doing today? <laughs> we used to bug you trying to get answers. What are we doing, Tana? What, what are we doing? I need to go and do this. I got this number, number, like, what are we doing? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Tama, just like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so that was, that was definitely a struggle. <laughs> I was always in the middle. Hey, when are we getting paid? I'll be like, Prince, when are they getting paid? He'll be like, well, money. He would say something about money. And then I would go relay the message. And I think people thought I was lying. But I was like, I'm just, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was like, this oh. is what he told me. Oh, he'll <laughs> so say, oh, that's a Ruth question. Manny, talk Ruth. to the manager. <laughs> talk to Ruth. <laughs> That's a brief question. Talk to Ruth. Talk to Ruth. That's a brief question. <laughs> you don't have to deal with all the business chit chat. You know, yeah. deflecting. <laughs> yeah, but he would pick and choose when he wanted to insert himself in the business role. Yeah. Yeah. Never suits him. And someone's asking, what's the greatest life lesson you took away from Prince that you still use today? Mm, I think being in the moment one is pretty good. Because that was a hard one for me. I, I've, natu I've naturally got control issues, big time, and I'm and I'm a schedule plan freak. <laughs> so just yeah. literally going with some other person's flow, like that was a big one. Like a, so hard to let go of control. And then mine is negotiations. Like I negotiate everything. I negotiate everything, and I'll and I'll say, well, why are we doing it this way? Well, because we, you know, Prince is that way. Remember, he would say, well, why are you guys doing it that way? And then they would answer, and he'd be like, but does that make any sense? And then they'll look back and be like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, he didn't like for you to tell him that's how it it's always been to him. No, it's not going to work for me. You know, like remember we did Fury. Remember when it was all those people in the house? Remember he stopped the video and he said, okay, everyone who is not behind a camera, do not show up tomorrow. Remember? Were y'all there when he said that? You guys might yeah, not have yeah, been there when I he was there. That. And I then the next the day. Time, but I remember the conversation. Yeah, and then the next day, the people that were on the cameras were the only ones there for the video shoot. 
He just was like not into this paying people for just holding a rope or holding a wire. He was like, no, I'm not, I'm not paying for that. And me and Maddie have gotten yeah. actually moved moved through the whole film being a Maddie's a director now. So we know exact we know exactly what it means to have every single person doing and those little yeah, roles. Like things are gonna get missed if if there's everything has to happen now and you do need all those people. But you know, just let things be what they are. You know, it doesn't have to be as perfect. So let it be a bit, you know, janky. <laughs> and even when I started directing, he goes, Yeah, I don't he goes that you'd need too many people to make it, to make the, the to create it, and and he didn't like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's because he, he was a one a one stop shop with it, playing all the instruments, singing, right? <laughs> and then he would even direct himself with the camera <laughs> when we did video when we did those other video shoots in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. so actually directing himself and make sure that a camera turns around so or the monitor so he can see himself while he's performing. He's just directed himself. <laughs> some of those songs that he directed himself, do you guys remember them? I know Cena did guitar, but do you remember some of the some of the songs possibly by any chance? I know someone's gonna that time. I'll ask it before they do. There's the one where me and Matt are playing guitars and we're dressed all seventies. What's that one? Um, the one you wanna see. The one you wanna see. Yeah, the one you wanna see. Yeah, so he kind of directed that one. That yeah, kind of yeah, but he had a cameraman, but the, there wasn't a director. I just had to turn the monitor around and so we could see each, our own performances. I think, Chris, Rob I think Chris Robinson was supposed to be the director because he did the um, the Verizon commercial, but I don't mm -hmm. think he ended up being there at that time. Wow. Yeah. And I always frustrated <laughs> that the Chris Robinson Verizon commercial, that it was just, that's all they shot. It wasn't like a full video. But at least you guys did one. We did one later on, but I was surprised, especially with Prince. You know, he's like, I'm gonna get all right, you're directing this, we're gonna do you're here, let's do another video. He would do stuff like that all the time. I was really surprised, yeah. yeah. And that commercial that was a one off little, a little snippet, but we were doing shows there, so it was kind of like the shows, and let's just do you know the commercial as well. The team, the team I choreographed that one, yeah. So, so we just anytime we did a show, we'd just recycle that same choreography. But the funny thing was, is me and Maya got um, sat with SAG after the Actors Guild. We were we were chaffed hardly, or that that commercial was the thing that got us into SAG after, and um, but that's like by accident because you're just like a third, second in line on stage or something in the in the the categories, and then years later we're just like on set doing things in other projects, and there's all these actors and things that are all dying to get into SAG. <laughs> And me and Maya aren't even, you know, pursuing an acting career, but we, but we got into SAG and all these people are trying so hard. <laughs> Spoiled. Yeah, I mean, a certain amount of hours, and you guys got it within the commercial. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Exactly. But for them, great yeah. for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Just because we're on that commercial. Yeah. Now, because people keep asking, and we'll go on it. Because for me, you know, you guys were around for a while. You guys would leave and then come back. What people really want to know is. The Super Bowl. I know Cindy Lauper was talking about it a few weeks ago and said that she saw like one of you guys fall. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys did not fall, right? Even though it was slippery. No. Okay. I slipped. I slipped. But this, I'm going to tell you why and what she could have saw. So um, there was a part that wasn't caught on camera where we where we weren't on the main stage and we got back where Cora was playing the drums and we were right in front of her. <clears throat> 
I don't even know why we even considered doing this part in the choreography because we we're just trying to do crazy big things and Brent always wanted us to do crazy stuff. Nandy did a, d does a handstand and then she puts her, her legs over my shoulders and then I'm, I spin her, I was spinning her around in a circle. So that part never got captured on camera. And when I was, when she was, when I was carrying her weight, I slipped like that and that was it. <laughs> so that could have been what you saw, but it didn't okay. get on camera. Right. But to, and, my, to my argument, I was holding Nandy carrying all of her weight in the rain, spinning with heels, six right. heels on. <laughs> that should have got caught on camera. <laughs> Stuck oh, in I, it. I kind of wish they did. It would have been funny. <laughs> Any opportunity for a laugh. <laughs> yeah, we were doing martial arts, lightsaber choreography at the back too. Yeah, there was a no, lot that wasn't. I so never saw the light of day. We've got a fire those cameraman. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, like a lightsaber thing that didn't make it on camera. Is that what you're saying? A whole routine for that? Yeah. Wow. Now, maybe the rehearsal footage that was done for Friday, maybe that'll come out and maybe they have that if it was used from that Friday performance. Now, oh. my, why, why I think they never... So this is my behind-the-scenes theory that may or may not be real, a good as he may not. But when we're in rehearsals for that one, um, like the 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 version that they filmed that they were that they would use to cut to if anything happened with the live feed, um, mm -hmm. Chris was standing on the stage right near the elevator, and the elevator I think went down or something in one moment, and and um, the mic there was a microphone that was touching the lip of the stage of the of the um, of the lift that goes down, and it actually hit him in the head. <laughs> in the recording so i was like yep they're not going to use that one so then when i'm like when it started raining i was thinking back i'm like well of course he's, he's going to brave the storm and risk getting electrocuted because he would not want the footage of, of a microphone hitting him in the head <laughs> to air live oh that's my story i don't know if it's true or whether those thoughts are in his head but it was a good time <laughs> no little darling and to say, can you make it rain harder for sure? Huh? You know, with that, it gives them another reason. Like the whole, you know, the whole theory of when he's talking about the rain, we can use the rehearsal footage. He's like, no, can you make it rain harder? Yeah. So, please, still, Tamar, um, what are you drinking right now? Is that wine? So, I want to tell you a story at the Sunset House. Me and May are walking, Prince and Tamar are sitting at the head of the table. Drinking wine out of a straw. I'm not like, what is this world that I just walked into? <laughs> to this day, to this day, everyone is just like, why are you drinking wine out of a straw? And I'm like, you will never understand the story. But it's because of Prince. But I have to say something about the twins. So when I saw the Super Bowl performance and it started raining, I was just like, oh my God, this is going to go down as the best show ever. And so the rain is happening and I'm seeing the boots they have on because we always wore the highest of heels. But the whole time I'm like, these son of a guns are not gonna miss a step when this rain comes down. Like I knew they weren't, like that's how great they have always been. Like we've never had an oopsie daisy or none of that. And so when I saw them on stage, Shelby in the highest of heels, I'm like, oh my God, like yeah. this is epic. And then when they brought it back around for this year's Super Bowl and I was looking at it and I was like, I would be wrong if I tweeted that there will never be a greatest of all time Super Bowl halftime show, but everybody knows that was like by far 
the best show ever. Yeah. Thank you. It was all me. I know. It was all you. <laughs> and waiting I, I, think, I, I think I saw I, I think I saw a choreography piece like one or two steps that I might have in, interjected in one of the shows. That's all I kept saying was like, ooh, I know that move. Ooh, ooh I know that move. I should, she should have got choreography credit. <laughs> I'll send you one of those uh, SAG <laughs> documents so you can read it. <laughs> and we, so tell us about and we didn't even line. we didn't even know what we didn't even know what the Super Bowl was either. We were even more green when it came to sports. <laughs> Me and Mandy, so we're rehearsing. We were rehearsing in Vegas, and I'm like, only ten people are gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah, I don't even right? know what it is. And, and I, I remember seeing the Michael oh, yeah, Jackson thing. And, and they're all like going, what? Everyone's going, do you know what that is? And I said, no. It's only the biggest aired television show. Every, everyone comes back with that. So, you know, the whole time I was like, okay. That's probably why he chose us because we're we were always green. I just told the yeah. everybody like I didn't know who who like um, Morris Day and the Time were. I didn't know who Tony and I, I didn't know, know any of them. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. I that said, Morris Day and the Time. They're like a comedy version of Prince. Is that like his alter <laughs> ego, or he couldn't? He he does all that comedy stuff behind the scenes, but then maybe who who are these guys like they do they get to be the comedy version of him so he can express himself through them or something because he kind of does a little bit of that on stage but not all the time oh my god oh, so good isn't it one time like when you guys were doing rehearsals at the house that you didn't know the purple some of the songs from purple rain he made someone go get the purple rain sound like go to town records get them my music they need to learn my music is there something that happened like that sounds that sounds right i don't remember it though i don't remember that but my, my manager at the time she was there and um prince was standing over at the little stage and i was i had learned some songs on my guitar i never learned music but i, I put chords together and put some songs together and prince is sitting back there and i was like I asked. I, this is why I asked him. I wanted him to look, to play the chords on my of my song. I remember that <laughs> you, you put out the guitar. And my manager at the time was an exit <laughs> stage left. Okay. And you and knew she's laughing. I'm thinking back to you know all the the video, just some of the videos and the incense and candles. Is he playing the guitar in those videos? I don't remember. <laughs> so innocent because <laughs> I wanted him to, to learn the chords to my song. <laughs> so innocent in your own world, <laughs> your own ego. But he actually did, like, he actually did rewrite um, one of the songs that me and my sister released called Balloon. We, oh, yeah. I, don't, I think we'll play it somewhere or something. And then he goes, maybe you can, you know, do a little bit of a change here and a little bit there. So then when we recorded it, we used his chords in some of the transitional parts <laughs> and just like so you guys think that will groove if the attracts man <laughs> yeah. and i loved it because um when we did madison square garden he wanted us to play take me with you and he taught us some chords of that song alternate chords me and nanny we weren't playing the same but we were playing different ones and we were sitting next to each other on the piano and i'm just like how am i playing guitar at madison square garden <laughs> 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 the wasn't even anything but i'm like i'm playing i'm plugged in I can hear my 
<laughs> my guitar echoing out into an auditorium <laughs> like that was huge for me <laughs> the dancing was you know whatever but but yeah the guitar playing was like that sounds epic <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> Uh, you knew stuff. you knew Michael Jackson stuff, right? You definitely knew there. That's all we knew. <laughs> <laughs> that was our music history. All right. Thank you guys. Yeah. Like I said, you guys were around for a bit and you played the garden. You did the Welcome to America tour in those dates and then Welcome to Australia. Going back yeah. there and performing. I know we touched base on it years ago when you were on, but I'm just curious how how did that feel for you guys? those shows that, in Australia. That was an emotional time because our mum was actually, um, before the tour started, we were actually in Australia looking after our mum, we were like full-time carers her with me and um, me and Andy and our older sister and older brother. Um, so he he wanted us to, to, he was preparing for the shows and of course he wanted us to be there because it's our country and stuff. And he calls us up and he goes, what are you guys doing? And we just said, oh, just taking care of mum, she's sick. He goes, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, blah, 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 blah. And then, it was, and then it kind of ended up going into this whole kind of way of pretty much how does he, how do we start rehearsing when we're taking care of mum and he wants to be in Australia. And mum knew that it was coming too and she, and she was sick and she was on the verge of passing away and she was, I remember her sitting, sitting on the bed and it was so cute. She's all sitting there. She's in pain, obviously, because she's about to, you know, transition. And I remember her sitting there rocking like this in pain saying hurry up prince so cute like she, mum was trying to hang on because she really wanted to go to those shows so that was like a yeah a really kind of emotional and bittersweet time for us doing those shows and unfortunately she passed away before the shows um but we for us we ended up leaving um before mum passed away to go back to la to rehearse now it wasn't because of the rehearsals but it was because mum we, on a spiritual level, we knew that mum was never going to leave with us there. Like she were her babies and she just didn't want to let go. And um, and so that was a that was like a big deal. And I'm like, okay, if me and Nanny let go and, and kind of detach, it will help her transition. And it did. And we and even some of us, us a lot of our spiritual friends and people that were helping mum, you know, on her transition were like, she's not going to go. Like she wants to be the best mum for you guys. She does not, she's not going to go when you're here. And I said, all right, okay. Yeah, and so we could feel it after a while and we were there like for four months and then yeah, we came back to LA and started rehearsing and then she passed away. Yeah. Uh, so that Shelby was kind of like Shelby. what did you say? Shelby. 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 He keeps talking to her to this day. <laughs> I love Shelby. You know, that, that, that woman, she's you know, she was really, she was really sweet, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, a, Shelby and Dad had a dance together after one of the concerts, <laughs> and we got to bring him around. That was a big deal too. So we got to bring Dad with us in the tour bus, and he came to rehearsals, and you know, saw all the performances, and you know, and so that was really cool. And was like, yeah, like and Shelby. The tour. The tour was blending, you know, our two families together, the Australian family and our American family. Mm -hmm. yeah. You were definitely that. <laughs> remember, um, our friend Adam, he ended up making um, a T-shirt 
with mum's face on it and we called it mum merch. <laughs> so, you know, so during the backstage and everything, me and Maya were running around in mum merch with mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mummy. She was the best mum. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that did happen, um, our nephew's um, fiancé, which I think it was fiancé at the time, um, they're married now, but they were engaged then. Um, she was really emotional because mum had passed away and, and she wished she could be there and she was really upset. Um, and then after one of the shows, um, she was in the bathroom crying and we're going, what's wrong, Sonia? What's going on? And she said, mum came through. She said that she felt mum go into her body and that she could feel mum's little shoulders grooving in the concert. And she, and she does, she, and Sonia couldn't remember the show. So, so you know, mum pretty much got to see us perform with friends at one of the shows in Melbourne. <laughs> so she was there actually. She was, yeah. she actually came in and pushed her way in and Sonia was all up, upset and emotional. But Sonia said, I wish Mo was here. So she kind of called oh. her. <laughs> Channeled her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So cute. So mum got to go. So and you guys did everything. Nice. From the Super Bowl. There's so many things that we that we forget. That I see people bring up the 21 Nights in London, the O2 Arena, mm -hmm. and Tamar, I still want to know about the wine in the glass and the straw. We're going into that, but the O2 shows. How were those? I mean, because you know, I know he performed with you know Elton John in Vegas. He was the only artist who was allowed to perform with his band, The Long and Winding Road. And I know he did that in London. And you had Matt Damon and all these different celebrities that weren't exactly, I'm not sure about the house parties, but it was a totally different experience. How are those 21 nights shows, especially after the Super Bowl, you know, yeah. a worldwide audience? Just curious. Yeah, yeah they, were they were really fun. Will I Am was there on those shows too. I think um, I remember us hanging out backstage and, you know, socializing and he was, I forget what he was doing in one and was doing something out there. Brett Ratner, one of the director from Rush Hour, he was there. That was where we got connected with him. And, and now we're, now we're friends and he's a sweetheart, you know, he's like Matt a, a character. Yeah. Matt Damon, oh yeah, he's, be he's a beautiful with man. His, with his yeah, he's wife. Big heart. His adopted daughter, his stepdaughter. And yeah. um, we were playing games backstage with the, with the kids and, you know, it was really cute. Um, what's her name was there too? Um, uh, Selma Hayek, what's the other girl? Uh, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz, she Penelope was there. Cruz. Yeah, she was she was running around having fun and yeah, Elton John. I remember was Prince disappear. I remember Prince disappearing on people, <laughs> and I was starting to get a bit frustrated because <laughs> I'm like, all these people are backstage. It was in the, it was after the shows in the in the green room, in his green room, and he'll just just be gone. I'm like, what's he? What is he even doing? Has anyone seen Wedding Crashes with Will Ferrell? And he called out about his mum saying, "Mom, meatloaf. What is she doing back there?" <laughs> What is he even doing back there? The party's out there, <laughs> and where, and he's and I'm just popping, and he's just sitting on the computer. Yeah, like he, he was a he was a king. He was uh, the king of ghosting. To this day, that I I, yeah, I learned ghost. that from him too. Like when people come to the house and game nights, like I'm I ghost. He's he's the king yeah. of ghosting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a movie night at one of his hotels, at the, I think at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and we're all sitting there watching movie, and he gets up and goes into this into the room or somewhere. And then the security comes, security guard comes in like an hour later saying, all right, you guys ready to go? And we go, well, where's Prince? 
Oh, I, I, he's gone. He left like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, that was always the case. Remember, it was like Guapale was there that night and her brother and at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and he left and went to the room and we were all sitting there just laughing and kicking and da 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 da. Next thing you know, he's like gone. You're like, what? Why did you invite us over to be gone? Yeah. <laughs> we don't occasionally, get it. Occasionally, he would. Um, Occasionally, he would leave to get change and do a wardrobe change, and then he'll come back out with a new outfit. <laughs> Probably more at the like big party. Three, cha three changes in one night. The Hollywood ones. Were y'all there when we went to the movies in, in uh, Minneapolis and it was Sheila? No, it was Vegas. It was Sheila, mm -hmm. Sheila E., her mom, her dad, her sister, me. Were you guys there? You guys were there. You performed at the show. Why weren't you there? You should have been there. Yeah, I remember doing the Minneapolis movies. I remember the Minneapolis movies going there, but I don't remember going to the movies in Vegas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was Minneapolis. Maybe it was. We did the same thing in the movies, though, in Minneapolis. Yeah, like, Organize a whole busload of people. And then he wouldn't be there. <laughs> Yeah, he private ran for three minutes or whatever. Five minutes or fifteen yeah, minutes. If he's not, if he's not feeling it, he'll, he'll be out. He would leave. I'm, like, I'm enjoying it, so I'm staying. Yeah. And then everyone's like, staying? Should I go? Oh like, right, people. Right, everybody was like, I don't know if I should stay. Then if he would invite us and people wouldn't go, then he'd be like, You're not going. And then he wouldn't show up. And then eventually, you caught on to him not showing up. You're like, Are you gonna be there? Okay, if you're not gonna be there, I'm not getting out of my house to come and watch a movie. <laughs> like, yeah, <that's> <laughs> well, I'm only doing it for you. I'm, I love being curled, curled up or cuddly at home. <laughs> like, really, go out anyway. I remember <laughs> those times where the after shows, because me and Maya weren't choreographed into them. And then when Shelby ended up joining the band, she's so, she's like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> we're, just like, we're like, yes, yes, he can focus on her and we're going to exit that. Fresh meat. Taking a freaking 15 minutes of fame, just killing it. He like, was mad at me in New York when we did Jay-Z's after club party. Um, he was so mad at me. He did not call me until like one in the morning. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm in the bed. I was like, and he was like, well, we're over here as so-and-so and you should come through. I was like, I'm in the bed. So he was upset, whatever. Ended up going over there. And next thing you know, the party is like lit. And I'm like, what is happening? You know, he was good for that. Like calling you up and he would get offended if you didn't like, want to come hang out at two in the morning. You're like, I'm asleep, you know? Yeah, no, no, I want to say something that there's something about that. Like um, speaking of what we, what I feel like I've taken from Prince around living that thing, living in the moment. So I, mm -hmm. I once I started practicing that myself, I didn't, I wasn't practicing it with him. It was kind of after he passed. And then that, that, that the, the practice of that kind of hit me for myself. I'm like, oh, this is what Prince was doing. This is how he was living. And I start and I actually started practicing that and I went to a few events in um, Los Angeles and I left when I felt like it and I didn't say goodbye to people. <laughs> and it wasn't and it, and I, it was because I was practicing living in the moment that the feeling of saying goodbye had actually felt like the past already. Like going mm -hmm. into that conversation felt like the past and I and I would just walk out. So there was like three events in one day that I went to and it shifted it shifted out of the out of that moment and it did it has the experience of feeling so free 
Well, it's free in the moment with no attachment, not attachments to anything. Um, yeah. Us in our human bodies, you can feel all attached to that. Well, they didn't say goodbye and all blah, 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 blah. But I get it. I get what he's saying. It's just pretty much being like a free spirit, doing what yeah. you want when you feel like it and keeping your mind. Yeah. It keeps the momentum and the energy of your of your trajectory moving instead of yeah. anything getting old and stagnant. Like, yeah. like he would say, ew, the past, don't talk about that. Oh, Prince, remember when you told us about the secret and you sat us all down and we watched that video and blah, 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 blah. Ew, the past. I don't want to talk about it. Even if it's or, or even the future. He didn't He didn't want yeah, you to say, like, like, what yeah. are we doing next week or what do you want? He'd be like, um, I'm not even yeah. there yet. I'm not even tomorrow, you know? And you're right. You had to learn. You, if you did not learn certain things from him for you, you, you missed the whole moment of why you were there. Like... Yeah. He was just this, this nugget of just like wisdom, just walking around. And he, but he laughed a lot with us though. Like he was always laughing, like, oh, you're like, what is so funny? I said, why don't you plan ahead? Because I'm looking at his, all his teams just scrounging around last minute. And I've got empathy for them because they've got a big job to do it. And it's all in five minutes. And he goes, you know, he goes, it takes me out of the moment. I start worrying about the future. If I plan too far ahead, then I'm going to be constantly living in the future. But if I plan a little bit closer, then I'm only thinking about it for a short amount of time. It will keep you present when you're not focused on the, on the future. What you were saying, Maya, with the whole saying goodbye to people, we, you know, humans feel, you know, obliged to say that because we don't want to be rude or we're worried about being judged. Yeah. But then there's a certain power that comes with it, and that's what it what it expect. What it's kind of like a, a vortex. He'll just suck you into his vortex, and then when he's gone, he took all the power out of the room. It's like, and then all of a sudden, yeah. everyone just hang in there, <laughs> and you, you feel like a we bunch did of it. We always had something to do. We were always laughing. I mean, and we're always stupid. doing it, but it was because he curated it, and the cura it's like going to a party, and the host leaves. Yes. Like, like, imagine no. if Jeremiah just clicked off and it was just the three of us. Yeah. Okay, guys, so what are we doing now? So Tina, I'm gonna take over the hosting right now. Um so this HBO thing, what's going on with that? You can't share any more information. Oh my god, I know. I'll tell you guys about it off off the cuff. But yeah, okay. like I'm constantly in scripts. I wish I could show you guys my makeshift office right now. I love it. I love it. Beautiful, Jeremiah. Perfect timing. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> See, he took all the power away. <laughs> or at least yeah, added that. I hope, I hope people are learning from this and they're taking it into their own lives about how to be in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that someone said, 100% true. That's why I'll get myself off screen. I'm not going to interrupt. I'll be the fly on the wall right now. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's, you know, the, the questions you know, create structure to you, you know, and we want to hear from the fans and want to answer all their questions, as many as we can at least. Instead of it's just our ego trips, we can talk to ourselves offline anytime. <laughs> so they, somebody did ask, somebody did ask um, so maybe you guys can answer. They said, did you ever get any sleep, like, during those times? You guys can answer. Yeah, we got sleep. I, I slept, didn't. I slept on the private jet. 
Um, <laughs> sitting there. I was trying to sleep on the private jet and he's keeping us up and trying to play music. I'm like, I don't want to listen to some other person's album <laughs> on, your, on, on your rickety tape recorder <laughs> or whatever it was, portable little tape deck. This portable tape deck trying to wake us up. It was Tony Braxton. Uh, kind of like, we know this album. Yeah, Trying to sleep, In Vegas, we would leave. This is what me and Nanny would do because we were recording our music at the time. We would we would do the show. Um, it would probably be done at like one o'clock, and then would then there'd be an after party for another three hours, and then then he would want to do a photo shoot till the sun came up. So we're all there glammed up under a waterfall or something, <laughs> doing photos of anything. And then as yeah. soon as the sun would come up, we would jump in our car and drive back to LA. <laughs> so we would be literally be up all night so we could go and record it and get with our producers in LA. <laughs> we had an apartment there like, you know, four days a week. I should have yeah. rented it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so funny that you guys... Airbnb. It's funny you guys there's, are there's saying no that yeah, I that's my same exact story. Literally, a whole new apartment, never had anything yeah, on the three wall. Three bedrooms, we'll probably had a writer and making ridiculous requests. Let's see what we can milk <laughs> in a three bedroom. <laughs> I remember us rehearsing though. This was the um, the, the Rio. Me and they had these white, um, like hooded bathrobes, and Prince used to throw us songs and we have to choreograph last minute. And we didn't have a, he, did, he never rented like a rehearsal studio for us. Like we'll just have to literally choreograph wherever we were in the hotels, backstage, whatever. And um, so we'd have those, uh, the, the porch windows that slide off uh, <laughs> and closed. But at night there's a reflection so you can see yourself in it. And me and I had these bath robes <laughs> and we're choreographing with these robes on with hoodies. And this is like not to make fun of the past, but we did look like Blue Klux Klan dancing, doing <laughs> choreography with our heads bobbing back and forth. <laughs> so, and so there were times we're just like making fun of ourselves and while we're dancing. There's no one else there. There's no choreographer. It's just me and my group, you know. <laughs> that was so. <laughs> and we had the white the thing tied around our waist, so we're, we're all like you know silhouetted through the window. So much fun. <laughs> Where we've got footage of that somewhere, we should get it out. You can find it. <laughs> Kathy, we do not know who the PR person was. I don't think he even had a PR person. Like, I know, right? He was like, Yeah. Yep. Twins, what's your favorite song to dance to? My favorite P song. Well, my favorite P song is Adore. Well, I cannot listen to this song to this day. I cannot, I can't, I can't listen to it. But you guys, you know what choreography I did like was black sweat. Whatever Fatima did. Just watching her choreograph. Remember when she was choreographing your parts? Yes. That's why I'm like, why did we do this? In some position and the wind's blowing. Yep. Is this just looking good because the wind's blowing? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Fatima if you're watching. I, I do know. Think- shout out to Fatima. Yeah. I, did, I did enjoy doing Fury. I feel like that one just was a killer. That what Fury yeah. was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Just like just the rock. I, I love the Get rock On The Boat. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, get on the boat. Monster. Get on the boat because I love salsa music and it's had all embedded in it. And the performance of that was amazing that you guys did. Almar Awards. That, that choreography, we got like, we had hardly any time to do it. We had to quick, quickly make up and our friend Brandon Vega, he, um, we met him at 3121 Nights at the house. He was one of the salsa dancers, so we had to bring him in last minute. And he's like living his life and the way he tells the story is funny. I'm just living my life missing out to get this call from the twins. We need you to perform with us, the Almas in two days. We need you to come into rehearsals right now and drop everything. <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah. comes in and we were literally just had to quickly make up something on the spot. And what the and outfits he, weren't even finished yet. Like we didn't even, the, the wardrobe was getting sewn like, five minutes before the show and then they would ended up being too short and we had to have a different outfit just to make shift something right they destroyed like this, these Versace dresses that were meant for us and they they, they did them too short <laughs> so that was like some behind the scenes drama and then we end up putting blue, those blue tassely like dresses on which ended up looking better anyway I think on stage <clears throat> but yeah I have a surprise before we go what do you what do you got yeah Look what I found when I came back to Houston. Oh, 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 oh a little wardrobe. <laughs> a little handmade freaking workshop outfits. That's so cute. Oh, I have y'all's here too, so I have to give them to you. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, I have your mummy too. those ones, right? Yep. Mummy. It's so fun. Oh, wow. I love it. I love yeah. it. Oh, I've got other shit back there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Mexico and all my stuff's in storage in LA, so I'm, I can't I pull anything yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Send our love to mommy. Beautiful. We got to do like oh, yeah. a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, do wanna, um, I do want to announce something quickly. Um, yes. Me, Nandy, Tamar and a bunch of MPG are going to start doing like a regular Clubhouse event for anyone that's on Clubhouse. Um, we're starting this coming Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So um, I'll, I'll start, from, we're going to start promoting Eastern it. Anyone. Pacific. Pacific, sorry. Pacific Standard Time, 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. I'm still kind of wrangling the troops for that, but um, yeah, that should be really fun if anyone wants to jump in and, you know, connect with everyone else and Rashida and, um, and Mai Tai is probably going to join and, you know, it'll be a fun, like, cool reunion on that, on that, in that space too, so. And Tamar's joining us too, so that's going to be fun. We're all co-hosting together, so it's going to be a blast. Awesome. Yeah. I have a few days to get on uh, Clubhouse, then. I have an invite, so I need to get on there already. That's awesome. Yeah, you'll love it. It's really fun because no one cares about what they have to look like. And all celebrities popping in and out because they're just, everyone's just in the middle of their day and they don't have to plan a whole, you know, I'm going to set up and do all this thing, you know. People just kind of jump in and it's just got a really cool you know, kind of equal playing field um, kind of energy to it and contribution. I've seen a lot of people, like, raising money on it and supporting each other. So, it's really fun. so yeah, that's going to be fun. And a question? Awesome. What did you say? Asking, do you want to know if he policed your food or he tried to make you guys be vegetarian? Oh, that one. No. Uh, one time we did come in from our favorite restaurant. Remember we used to go to the Lux oh, or whatever? And remember, remember, I came in with a turkey burger or something. And remember, he smelled it, or he was like, "What is that smell?" 
Yeah. He didn't police that. it. He didn't police he it. It's just, it he doesn't want it around. Yeah, 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 he didn't want to smell it. Yeah, I used to yeah. get the chicken so Caesar salad. I thought my marriage was a chicken Caesar salad smell. Yeah. That maybe it happened for you and for us, and it could have been two different times, but, yeah, I felt like I had to go and put it back in the car. <laughs> Actually, this is a hilarious moment. Me and Maya, our, our, our first car out here was like a Honda Civic that we shared and we pull up the hill to this to Prince's Palace <laughs> off Sunset <laughs> and, um, and that whole engine up to, to go <laughs> the smoke comes out of the engine right when Prince walks out with Rashida. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> That was a that football player's house off sunset. Oh my I, had a, I had a me, I had a memory of the of the exhaust line out on his pants. Is <laughs> I don't it? know if that's true, but I still made it up. Probably. See, you can't trust the memory. Um, um, Tony Bonnie was asking about Good Morning America show and if we had any any fun stuff there and Webby Awards. I don't remember that. I don't know what that one was. Webby. Um, Basically by himself, but yeah, the Good Morning America, Bryant Park, because you guys did get on the boat. Well, one thing I remember is we stayed at the Four Seasons, which is right across the street. Like it was literally right across the street. What way at the Bryant Park? No, we're at Bryant on the park. That hotel, the best one across the whole thing. You know, in the movies where you see these rich people up on patios with you know floor to ceiling windows that are like two stories. And then there's patios out on the front. It was pretty much like that. So that was one of my favorite. They had sheer curtains, and I remember. Yeah, I remember doing a photo shoot with myself with my big camera. I had a big professional camera, and I with a big lens and everything. And I remember yeah. doing. I wasn't even the iPhone didn't have as you know the the cameras weren't as good, but I did use my professional camera to do a whole selfie shoot in there with those white billowing curtains. <laughs> And then we didn't have um, we didn't have like wardrobe, so we we literally just went shopping and bought clothes at like H and M or something. Yeah, and we then sure that, did. That's what we wore on the. What was um, that car? We got picked up in some. What's I forget the name of the car? It's one of those really expensive cars. I think it starts. It's not a Bentley. It was a Maybach. I think Maybach, it was a Maybach. A Maybach. It was a Maybach, yeah. No, that's where we went to the Oscars in. Remember? Uh, we went to the Oscars in the Maybach. The oh, one with the curtains it? and all that stuff. Because I remember. The Oscars going, after party or something. I remember taking it to go shopping when we were running around trying to get those those apps. <laughs> and I think yeah, we just went to h and I think we went to H&M and got those, the little sailor outfit. <laughs> yeah, the little, little striped shorts with the shirts. And that's why we're dancing around in like... <laughs> Sweet jackets. <laughs> Hilarious. It was cute. Was like, what are we going to wear? It still looks cute. And I, love those, I love those day show, daytime shows, though, because it feels like you can connect with the audience better. Like you can you can see all the little shining faces, you know. Like we can see you. In the dark and then we're all up on a pedestal. You can't feel more, you know, more, more connected. Nice. Yep, yep. See people talking about the butter show that was, I think, the night oh, after the Good Morning America performance. A lot butter of people, the butter, butter is better. Yeah, the butter show in New York. The guys, the girls, the girls didn't come. That was the day he was mad at me and had me come back out and perform. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I was the brunt of the get up out of bed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
but yes. We were probably just cozy it up in bed at that time in that luxurious hotel watching that Netflix. Netflix no, you guys now. probably had your phone off. You probably were smart and had your phone off, and I'm the only one who had mine on. Yeah. yeah. And then all these fans are like dying to spend time with him, and we're sitting here like trying to run away because it's too much. We're tired. Any music projects in the future? Someone's asking in the ne the near future. I'm directing now, so that wouldn't be an answer for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my music project at the moment, so stay tuned and it'll be released. released. Really beautiful. And I got a directed music video for mail. I have to go down to Mexico. We've decided on a song which man is going to direct, and we're down Try. here in nature, hanging out in the cenotes, the jungle shots, paradise, <laughs> and jungle shots, underwater camera. Yeah, the music's the music's really healing and transformative, and people ex, people that have gone to my shows kind of explain it as like it's. One girl said that she felt present, like the thing that we we're talking about. Our prince is just present and lives in the moment. That it had her get out of her head and just drop into her body, and she felt really present. And then other people feel like it opens up their heart chakra and you know expands their love frequency. And yeah, it's really beautiful. So, yeah, stay tuned. And of course, congrats. I am. Huh? Congrats. congrats. Oh, yeah. Nandy for the directorial <laughs> stuff. And then Maya just yeah. living her best life over, like, not in the States. I love everything about it. <laughs> Come visit. Uh, I know. I trust me. I'm going to trust me. I will be hitting you up and being like, okay, I need to get away for sure, for sure by this summer. Yeah. But I am working on my vinyl okay. project. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. I promise you I will be. I'm finishing up my final vinyl project and it features Mono Neon and Jelly Bean and um, Mark Kelly from The Roots, Jason Moran, um, Eric Harlan. And I think I'm trying to get Liv in on one of the songs um, while she's out in Chicago. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's going to bring the whole family together. Yeah. I'm going to have to get you to direct the video. I'll be back in LA, Nanny. So I sublet yeah. my place, but I think I want to move back to like where, the south. Where are you now? In where Houston. I came home to be here with oh. my daddy, my daddy and my mama. Nice, oh. nice. I wasn't sure yeah. where you were. Nice. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Crazy yeah. times. Yeah. I am so appreciative that you guys are on it and definitely got to check you out on Clubhouse. I want to thank Ruth for hipping me to that last week when we talked as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was on one with her on the first time. I'm like, "What is this thing? I don't even know what I'm doing." Trying to navigate it, and Ruth was on there in one of them talking. So maybe that was the same one that we on together. Did you say that you're not a member yet? I I have invites, so mm -hmm. I have two. And I plan on doing it probably tomorrow is the day I'm going to do it. Today was just working on the show and a few other things going on. Mm -hmm. But yes. Yeah. I will be there on Just Saturday. Make sure that you're gonna get in. <laughs> I'll raise yeah. my hand, whatever you gotta do, and I'll and I'll be it. Just like these people that are asking questions, I'll be watching intently and be loving it for sure. Yeah. I was in one the other day, and um, I think Jamie Fox's manager popped in, and then Jamie started talking through his account. <laughs> you can hear, you can't see anyone. You can only hear the voices, like a kind of like a live stream mm -hmm. podcast or whatever. So that was hilarious, just seeing how he kind of ducked into his manager's <laughs> um, account and then starts talking and then they all you know, sharing about whatever they were talking about. <clears throat> but there's some cool ones. I, um, I even saw 
um, was on one the other day, and there was I, th- I felt like they were jamming live. I'm like, it was, I felt a little bit of delay, but I was like, oh, I wonder how this would work if we could get the NPG to do a like live jam on there. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to talk to Morris about it and see whether maybe one of the one of the events on one of the Saturdays we can see if we can work it out, you know, with, on the technology side. But that would be really fun. But yeah, yeah. Or- and before I let you go, I'm going to pull myself off screen and just have you guys be the show for a little bit. So you guys do your thing. Uh, and- uh, <laughs> questions? Let's just yeah, we should answer some more questions. Um, ladies, uh, you, uh, have you, oh, where did it go? Have you did anything with Maite and Sheila? Uh, me and my, I mean, we did the, um, the tribute show for the BET Awards with those guys which was really fun, um, just a whole, all front women. One thing I loved about that show was, um, you know, we're all getting older and our backs are hurting. <laughs> you know, she goes, uh, all the women, uh, everybody that's on the floor, no shoes. And me and May are like, yes. We, we had to put sneakers on for those little wheelies when we roll around on the stage. But, yeah, but we just, you know, we took our shoes off and running around barefoot. We had to scrub them a lot afterwards, but we were very happy. Yeah, the one where Sheila was, that was the BET performance. She was all sliding on her side or, you know, killing it. So cute. I'm so proud of her. She was also really impressed with her, um, with her arrangement. Of the oh, shall we? Yeah. Just freaking killed it. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else? What about the, what about the wine glass? Oh, yeah, it's just uh, Prince just felt like if you drink it out of the glass, you stain your teeth. And so every time I had wine, he would be like, want a straw? And it just became the thing. So it's it's a kind of a cool little memory. Yeah. One thing that's, that came up for me and my partner since we've been down here is I got gifted actually from um, my friend, a good friend of mine, you know, the actress Rosario Dawson. She mm-hmm. gets a lot of um kind of she's in the in the conscious kind of sustainability conversation a lot, and I think she helped bring about the um like plastic bags like you have to pay for for bag not plastic bags but getting rid of the plastic bags so you have to pay for the for the bags in the shopping centers to have to force you to recycle. <clears throat> um, so she ended up giving me this cu- a gift of this cute little sachet like a um it's like a little zip bag. And inside of it, it's got a metal, a stainless steel little metal straw and a little straw cleaner. So oh, you get an, cool. a cut and cutlery, so you can take it with you if you're eating out or whatever. So you've got to look into these, into those cute little recyclable straws, so you can bring yeah. it with you and not waste, not kill, you know, like it kills the turtles and the straws are really bad for the environment. So you got to, I'll send you the link, and I think they're called conscious cutlery or something like that. So they're really, yeah, they're really cool. Oh, you always do the straw thing. You love just whipping that out. Or, or, and Heck in, yeah. When you're out in a restaurant or something and, and I don't need your straws, no, you know, and it's more and it's, you know, it's healthy around the COVID thing. But, yeah. So anyone, everyone out there, go and get conscious cutlery and find some straws. Conscious to, cutlery. I conscious like it. Conscious cutlery. I've got one in my bag, actually, but I haven't used it because I haven't really been to restaurants. <laughs> yeah, no. Someone asked, "Is um is was Prince a feminist?" Um, I would I asked him once. I said, um, "I said, why do you have so many women around?" And I wasn't I wasn't asking from a place of like, "Oh, you like these women." It wasn't like that. 
why do, why do you surround yourself with so many women? And he just said, he goes, because um, they get me. I think that's the best way to describe it, you know. They, um, yeah, they understand him better yeah, that women definitely. get him. Feminine. But I think I think he got us too, though. Like I think he also, especially now with like you know the Black Lives Matter and all the movements that's happening and love is love, and you know what I mean. At some point, like women in the entertainment business are not heard the way that I feel like he understood. You know, like I'm reading the Aretha Franklin Respect memoir, and one of the things was she was trying to be a political activist a lot of times in the beginning of her career, but they were always trying to keep her to just be an artist. And I think now, and especially during the time we were working with him, it's like, you cannot tell artists and especially women to just be a woman or just stay in your lane. Or, and I think for the first, cause remember when I brought my friend to do choreography and he was like, what is he doing here? And I was like, oh, he's gonna help us do the choreography. And he was like, oh no. You and the twins can do this. He was like, do you see how many times you guys come up with dance moves at rehearsal, remember? And he brought yeah. in the video camera. And that was like the first time I had ever gotten that kind of confidence to just do what we do. And I think that's what it was. Like, I don't think he was a feminist. I just think he really understood like women just go through way more worse things in the business. And he he understood us and I think we understood him. Like yeah. he challenged us and I think we challenged him, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Time I did. Did friends know that you fell off stage that night? No. This is what <laughs> I told him later. I was like, did you know I fell off the stage? He's like, no, you did it. And I was like, yes, I did. I was like, you can't. And then after that show, we didn't do those strobe lights for a minute because I didn't we didn't rehearse oh, with them. That's crazy. Oh, I was like, you cannot throw strobe lights on us at the last minute. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. The other thing about Friends is he loved he actually loved dressing us up. Like but like where he's, like where his Barbie dolls. Like there was something about like he just gets to dress us up and and, it, and that was another artistic expression for him. And I yeah. remember there was a time where we went back where we were at one of the after parties after the show and we had we had got off stage and then um I think maybe Tracia or someone re redid our hair up and put these cute little um like baby doll dresses on. They were like little black puffy dresses where we looked like we actually looked like dolls. And he didn't recognize it. And he, and he was looking, he saw us from the side of it, of his eye or something in the dark or whatever. And he was like double took because he didn't know it was us. <laughs> and he thought we looked really cute and he didn't even recognize us. <laughs> like, yeah, you get to dress us up, all little Barbie dolls, you know. <laughs> and yeah. style us and, you know, it's cute. Paisley Hart said, I've heard Prince say in an interview that women listen better. I haven't heard that one. Yep. Yeah. It might be right. <laughs> the feminine energy receives and the masculine energy projects. <laughs> Was Prince a demanding band leader? This is Dwayne Franklin. Not when we were together. I thought he kind of let us do whatever we wanted to do. Oh, yes, but perhaps. I mean, he used to, um, what is it, Dwayne? He used to dock the band members, though, the musicians. I feel like the oh, us yeah. as the female singers, we probably kind of got away with that a bit more. But um, like Cora, the drummer, like there was a show. Oh, okay. If he was stressed out or feeling like pressure around some type of a show or something, maybe anything that was going on in his world, then he would he would sometimes do that whole thing that he learned from it was James Brown, like docking, pointing in the middle of rehearsal <laughs> or in the middle of the show, you're docked. <laughs> And, and give it and dock in there. He tried to dock us, but then he just never followed up on us. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, 
I think I all you feeling for that mom because she's so loving and every time she tried to be tough or something, <laughs> okay, just a little fat. <laughs> you know, like my mom used to wash our mouth out with soap or she, she used to threaten, threaten to do that. Like that was some old school thing if you're cursing. You guys, I'll, I'll wash your mouth out with soap. Oh, with soap, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we say, good, do it. Like we're always coming back with smart-ass comments. <laughs> lost interest when they no, when we didn't show our, our game face was like no impact <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, someone asked there. another good question did he did he have uh something about weight where was that at i just saw it did what? he did prince do something about weight like was he a big stickler about like weight oh. um i kind of think he did because like right when i started working with him before the twins i mm. ended up getting a trainer that he recommended and um, I guess that was kind of his way of saying it. Um, but he loved the fact that, like, I was curvy. It was, but I just think he wanted me to look my best, best, I guess. But um, mm. he never ever said anything about it, you know, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah I never heard it. anything. Just mindset, you know, <laughs> sex sells, and he wanted to have it create a certain image. Like he made us dye our hair, not made, but um, you know, suggested that we dyed our hair li a lighter color because our hair is naturally this color. You know, and we died at Lina. We were actually backstage um, <laughs> at the ET Awards. And um, oh, yeah. Yeah, RE comes up to me and Mayor and says, Did Prince make you guys dye your hair and straighten it? And we're just like, uh, Make us. We kind of, you know, were a yes anyway. I know? wanted my hair that color. Every time I saw, since I saw Whitney Houston in um, the You Will When You Believe, what is it? Um, the, the Preachers. New, the, um, What's it called? The, the bodyguard? No, the music video with Mariah oh. Carey and Whitney Houston from The I'm Prince sure. of Egypt. Yeah. Little Bob. I love her, the hair, that golden colour. I'm like, ooh, mm. that looks nice. I like that gold. So I actually wanted, I'm like, cool, if Prince wants to just hook it up, <coughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants yeah. to take on the expense, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get um, good hairstyle on us up in here. <laughs> Olga Fernandez is asking me a question. Besides directing Nanny McLean, can you share about the photos you took? Oops, where did it go? You took with Prince, um, piano and a microphone to a piano and a microphone. Okay, so that randomly came up. I, I was switching to behind the camera and I changed like my thumbnail and my email. Then I have to update your photo and it was a picture of me behind the camera. And um, and Prince was emailing me because he always checks in and blah, blah, blah. So he saw that thumbnail and he goes, he goes, would you photograph me? And I was like, um, marketing. <laughs> yeah, I was marketing myself to Prince without even knowing it. And, um, and I said, and he goes, can you show me some of your work? And I'd literally only done one photo shoot down at Venice Beach. And this is the funny part. This guy's a singer and he, his, we went shopping in Venice for his for his looks and the, the one of the t-shirts we bought for him to wear was it had um jimmy hendrix on it so then and his light skin and had a fro random so they're the photos i sent the prince that got me to you know continue you know start photographing him and the funny part was is this <laughs> kid that, I was that i did the photo shoot of his cousin he was he's like cousin was Jimi Hendrix or something and I didn't know until we bought the t-shirt either <laughs> and, where, and I said look Prince I said I said do you want to do daylight shoot or do you want to do studio and he goes let's do studio and I said I don't have no idea about lighting 
I said, I'll just take photos and just do whatever I want, dress the subject, you know, to make it look good however I feel, but I don't know anything about light. And he goes, we'll figure it out. We've got lights. I'm just like, so literally so a lot of those shoots, it, it, um, it, he flew me out there and we did, you know, we did, I think, three of them. And um, <laughs> literally like, he's got these lights sitting there up against the wall and we're like twisting them and turning them and all this stuff, doing it all natural together and, you know, and he goes, do you want to get dressed up? So I get dressed up to, to take photos of him <laughs> and then he starts He likes to be photographed. So then he'll put me in the spot where I'm going to put him and then take and take a picture of it and he goes, see, um, see that angle and I like that angle like that. And he goes, see how, you, how your head's down and your eyes are up because he likes all that, that drop look. So you could say that Prince taught me, you know, how he likes to be photographed and taught photography <laughs> angles and techniques. Go see all that negative space, like see this photo right there? Like, right. What, like what's all this here? What's all this? Like get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dope. I, I didn't even know that story, Nandy. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So I've got photos from back then that he took of me laying on the couch. And I was because I didn't bring anything. I just wore my, what I wore there. And then I he gets changed <laughs> and goes away. And then I go in and goes, just put something on. And I was like, all right. So we were just running around Paisley, having fun and taking photos. It was pretty awesome. And then we did the, um, what was it, those, the, the Paisley Park events. And I got invited to be up on the panel with these like legend photographers. <laughs> what am I doing here? And then we're all up on stage, like kind of jealous of each other because <laughs> I got to the studio and one one photographer only could do like distant to like stage photos where he didn't get to get intimate with Prince or she, I can't remember who it was. And then there was another photographer that got to do just like um like backstage just grabbing stuff and just like when he's not paying attention and I wanted to do I would like to do photographs like that where it's just like all you know on the fly or rock and roll 70s stuff here from backstage so we were literally like looking at each other all jealous <laughs> different you know, eras area yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty fun. So definitely bless What's that, Dr. Funkton? Uh, I was and I just don't like the where it's going so, mm -mm. did we get asked to do that one? I don't know. Um, they're they're doing it now, I think. They're like in the beginning yeah, stages of it. And I just was like, if it's not going to talk about the upsides of like what we got out of it and what we brought to the table, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of a telltale all of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No. That's that. Did you do a wardrobe change? No, no, it's this. You, know, you should really a purple jacket. <laughs> I don't remember seeing these pearls and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the jacket closed. Ah, I gotta I, do that next time. <laughs> That'd be that, this is gonna yeah. be a new thing now. Whenever you do these talks, you gotta just disappear in moments yep. and then come back with a new outfit on. Okay. Or do like I agree. We gotta get like a poof of smoke and then it just disappears yeah. and then it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on your toes. Love it. This is why I want to have multiple guests on and we'll do stuff for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, they love your hair, Tamer. 
Thank you. Try something new. But the new album is totally different look again. So you know how we do. <laughs> Change right. it up every day. <laughs> Next. Next. Leave, move, get out of shot and come back with a different hairstyle. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Come back and do a TikTok. You know, I mean, uh, uh, reels. Did any of you beat him at ping pong? I was horrible. I, I could not play him. He was really good. I never played him. He was really good, though. But, you know, with that mindset, you, you, you can't beat that. <laughs> he was serious about that game, too. He was like, Ugh. yeah. Ping and, then, and, then, and then if you lost, he would be like, okay, next. Like, he didn't even give you time to wallow in the fact that he beat you. He was like, okay, next. Who's next? Then he'll, he'll play. He'll beat them. Next. Like, he really took a liking to that game. That's called, like, conversational editing. <laughs> it always just cut you off and then you feel all wounded afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, the same as him walking out of the room and never coming back. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> that's, that's fine. When you've got FU money and success, you can do what you want. <laughs> it is, you know, freedom. Do what you want, when you want. Thank you. Aww, thank you. That was sweet. I've had so much fun. I know we can have you guys on for hours, but I know other places it's kind of late for you guys. But yeah. I am so glad that you guys were down for this idea, you know, because like I said, this only happens once, three, one, two, one, you know. Albeit in Australia and other places, it was backwards and happened in January, but we missed it then. Yeah. yeah. But you're so much having us, you know, allowing us to reminisce and connect with Tamar again. My pleasure. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just trying not to cry. Can you guys tell? I'm trying not to cry. It's just so much memories. <laughs> no. Beautiful memories of, of us in our little purple creation life. <laughs> like I could Thank almost you. say that you know, doing Tamar shows were like, I don't know, a bit better. <laughs> like Prince uh, was good, like and probably eat more ego fulfilling, but Tamar's was just like, I remember giving myself so many goosebumps. Yeah, we used to hit, what was that, was that one song? I can't remember it, it was, but I just remembered, I don't know, it was one, some kind of jazzy one and we just used to just be here in every moment. I mean, that yeah. was our training ground to be in there. That yeah, was our first practice. They made together, you know, all, yeah. you know, Tamar's influence and mixed with Prince and, you know, just beautiful, beautiful songs. There's all the melodic and the, the feeling and the heart that came out of it, you know. Yeah. Beautiful. Anything you guys want to say in closing? I know you guys have been saying it, but I just want to give you opportunities. Um, I mean, I'm a director now, so if anyone needs any, you know, content, hit me up. You know, I create branded content, music videos, or short form content. Um, my website is nandymclean.com and you can do the slash contact if you want to reach out or just look at my website and my work there. nandymclean.com and I'd love to support you guys in whatever you need. And yeah. Didn't someone contact you when we had you on before? Someone did contact you to do mm -hmm. stuff, right? Yep. Awesome. So yeah. here's something again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the work that she does, have her on with Indy Ari and so many other people, and mm -hmm. she can do everything photography. Mm -hmm. There you go. The funny thing about Indy Ari was, is when I when I first started working with her, I was like, oh, it was the first. Oh, Taylor. Taylor's little tears. 
um, with the India video, it was the first video that I did where I was actually like competing against other directors. And um, and so when we're, when we're in hair and makeup and we're getting her dressed up, I was like, um, I was like, how many? I was like, I want to know how many people that I beat. Because <laughs> it was like, <laughs> she said, she goes, she goes, yeah, there were 12 others. And, um, and her executive, you know, assistant, creative, you know, executive assistant was like, um, she goes, I was we were looking at all the other treatments. You're the only one that took the direction that we gave. I was like, that's so strange. Maybe everyone's just, you know, more established and been doing this for years, so they still just do their own thing or something. And they said I was the only one that listened. And I said, I said, did I said, did you not, did India know who I was? Because I had met her years ago. And um, and and I said, and she goes, nah. I said because I was like maybe that could have got me the job or something. I don't know, you know, all of that type of stuff. Like Prince is still actually this is a funny part. So when <laughs> when India's manager um, sent me an email to um, to to do the job, and they sent me the director's note. The first thing that the first image that I saw was a, a meme of Prince. One of them sent a meme of Prince in the email, and I was like, so that to me it felt like Prince was like you know shining down and you know. And orchestrating it up in the ethers. <laughs> so, yeah. So. All right. Thank you guys so much for being on. I appreciate it beyond words. And I know that the fans truly loved it. And we want to do something special for them since we couldn't do a live event anywhere, you know. But next time we've got to think, we've got to jump into Tamar's harmonies. <laughs> yeah. To our trouble. 100%. But thank you guys again for being on so much on 4121 Day. You guys are part of history, and I cannot wait to have you guys on again. Absolutely. When things open up and we can have like guests in a real studio, I'd love to have that one time. Yeah, that's it. I love you guys so much. You guys made life so easy. I just so miss you guys. You too, Don. We'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, I know. We'll talk on Saturday. Yeah. And then I'll tell you guys about yeah. HBO later. I'll text it to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we go, I, I did want to mention that um, that I'm actually doing spiritual life coaching now. Um, so a lot of the ways of life and weight, the way that Prince lived around being in the moment, I've kind of cultivated a, a beautiful methodology to help people connect with their intuition, people that want to really thrive in their living in their passion and discovering their purpose. I help people do that. So, um, you know, I work one-on-one -on -one so we can connect. And if anyone's interested in connecting with me, I just work remotely from Mexico. You can just drop me a DM and then we can set up a free little 30-minute consultation and see if it looks like something that's for you. So, I call yeah. her when I'm in a breakdown. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> and thanks for everybody joining us tonight. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Maya, I'm gonna hit you up too for sure. Maya, I'm gonna hit you up. I'm gonna hit both of you guys up. I'm gonna need some yeah. spiritual stuff with you, video work with you. And me and you, Tamar, we can do some music together now. <laughs> yes, I know. Finally, I'll share, some, I'll share some of my songs on the background on down low. Yeah. Yes, please, please. <laughs> yeah. All right, love you guys. You guys can come in afterwards and drop your links for everything, but also send them to me and I'll post them on it for the YouTube and, and for Facebook and Twitch. So people, when they're watching the show back, they'll have the links for them as well. 
Excuse me. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. Great, great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye, Ayana, Naya, and love you guys. My little daughters out there tuning in. Thanks for tuning in and wanting to listen to us, ladies. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Okay, bye. Awesome. They probably want needed to go like a while ago. So I appreciate them staying with us. That was so awesome. I don't know what you guys thought, but I was I appreciated it very much. They're showing their stories, sharing their stories and whatnot. So want to thank you guys again for watching live and for people that are watching on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch later on. And when we put up the audio um, for Spotify, Apple Music everything else. Appreciate you guys so much. We will be having more shows that deal with 3121 all month long. This isn't it, but look forward to the flyers. We're going to have some guests on. I keep seeing you guys. People keep asking and I want to have them on. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, we may do one little show with you guys just to get some questions out of the way of other stuff that's been going on. Um, but I appreciate your guys' well wishes on things I've had going on as well. We'll touch base on that another time. Right now, let's keep it positive. Hopefully, you guys are going to be listening to 3121 all month long with us. And that's how we're going to do it. So until next time, thank you guys so much. I'll drop this link one last time. Um, you guys know the Cash App and the Venmo one. But till next time, um, much love. Keep it funky. Thank you, guys.